All right, we are live, just sitting here with Joe Murray. I'm going to try to do this every day uh, at noontime or around lunchtime uh, every single day. I give you some thoughts on what's happening in the world. I'm trying to keep it a little less sports and a little bit more of everything else that's uh, that that's happening. So uh, we do have Billy Lanny from 98.5 The Sports Hub. Uh, he'll join us in just a little bit. I uh, want to get his thoughts on uh, some things happening uh, during this quarantine time. Uh, that's why I did this podcast. I want to stay fresh. Uh, I believe Billy's at the 98.5 The Sports of Studios, the Town Fair Tire Studio. So I will bring him in in just a minute. But we will uh, recap uh, WrestleMania weekend and what it was. Uh, there was a Monday Night Raw last night. Uh, also, I watched Better Call Saul. It was the best episode of the season. Um, so I'll recap that in a little bit. Uh, and, of course, myself and Billy Laney go way back. So we'll uh, we'll go back in the zone uh, in just a little bit. But feel free to um, to comment during the show. Uh, we can pull those comments right up. Myself and Billy can both see those. Uh, so if you have any questions for us here, um, you can go right to Periscope and chat those bad boys in or right to Twitter and chat those bad boys in and let us know how uh, – how everything is going here so we'll do about 40 minutes or so uh and uh let's bring in william g lanny uh from, from 98.5 the sports of so hey, billy quickly before I, I i'll introduce you and we'll get to know you a little bit better i but we go way back but so last night i was up late dude i i like did the worst thing in the world i took that, that nap at like five o'clock you know and i'm a good like 45 minute napper like a triple power nap. What, I lose you already? I, I'm sure. Yeah. How do I know if this is my end or yours? It's me. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so I ended up staying up late, right? And uh, I ended up watching Eight Mile. Eight nice. Mile. The whole nice. thing. The whole entire thing. And I don't know what like commercial free, commercial uh, commercial free. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I I got into it a little bit because the, you'll you'll there you'll see is. me you'll see me fading in and out. I think it's my my uh, my internet in the basement. I'll I'll switch over to my laptop if that's the case. But um, I don't know. I got hyped up at the end of it though, like Papa still? Doc. I still, like, got, still hyped. got hyped up from it. it like what was Papa Doc? We all loved Eminem, and then we all thought we could be freestyle rappers afterwards. And here we are now. <laughs> literally, literally, everybody thought that. Um, right. But what was Papa Doc's deal? Like, what, he was just like a dude who, like, had a gun in the gang? Who, Papa Doc, the, the guy that he beat in the end, right? Yeah, but, like, I never even heard the guy rap once. No. Yeah, I don't uh, even think, did he even rap in the movie? He might have. There wasn't a scene where he was rapping. Remember there, the, there was like a parking lot or something or a parking garage? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I think, in all honesty, though, if that was it, that's the only time he was rapping in that movie. Other than, And he didn't even rap in the final battle. So, yes. And then Eminem, uh, you know, beat him up and then he got, his, he got his ass kicked. Anyways, so I watched that and then I watched Varsity Blues, dude. Great movie. So, I, I don't know. Another if, great movie. So, I played high. I was like a high school football, like, you know. People yep. compared me to Billy Bob because I was fat, you know? Uh, big guy, right? Yeah, whatever. But, like, that whole movie and, like, partying in high school and shit, like, 
I I went to Catholic school. You went to Catholic school, but like we we still you know partied in the streets, right? Yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't that, like that. No, it was never for me. It was never like that crazy. So that's my question. Because for the most part, it was it was like all dudes. I went to all the Catholic. It was all guys. Yeah, I, I so went. It to... wasn't like we were, we were meeting chicks in school and going to their parties and everything. It was like you had to know a person who knew a person that was having a party, you know. Yeah, and then it was co. You know, I went to co-ed schools and we had the cheerleaders or whatever. But dude, yeah, like yeah. football down in Texas, man. It's like, all I got. That I seems it. legit. Like that seems it's like. Around. Yeah, like the backup court. The backup quarterback is the man. The man. Like, literally, he's like this dude. Who's just, and, and what's great about that movie, and that's where I wanted to go with this, is what happened to some of those chicks? Like, Brittany Murphy's no longer with us, right? Yep, she passed away. I don't know how. Um, how. Like, I went. I remember it happened one day, and it was like, where'd Brittany? Because I remember her from Clueless. Right, right. Yeah, there was there was something up. Like, I, I, I know she had her issues, but there was a weird situation because he's either – her fiance had died a couple months before or ended up dying a couple months afterwards. So I don't know if it was substance related or not, but that man, she passed away. What seems to be like 10 years ago. Right. It, it's been a while. It, it does seem like a long, uh, a long while yeah. since and then. Who was the other girl? The girl that was, um, Mox's girlfriend, Vanderbeek's girlfriend. She was at Nuts. Amy, Amy she, smart. She was, Amy smart. Yeah. She yeah. was in it. Uh, our boy Tom Morgan checking in right now. Twenty-two people. Hey, this is nice. this is the second podcast, Billy. The second one. You're our first guest, or my first that's guest. That's two sides of the football. That is that's a football that's a football game right there. That's a football game worth of people listening and watching right now. Thanks for pointing that out, Tom. Yeah, thanks, Tom. I, I did he get his gloves yet for working out? And I, I I missed. I watched his push-up challenge and then I got, I got lost. Did he win? Yeah, he did. Uh, he did the, the Julian Edelman challenge. And uh, they were they were busting his balls about it because they were mocking his push-ups. But I think his tech his push-ups were pretty textbook. He had his elbows tucked, his hands were in close. His, his, I'll say it: Tom Morgan's push-ups look better than Edelman's push-ups. Really? Who? Yeah, who? Yeah. Who's the best movie push-up you've ever seen? Rocky. Rocky one-handed push-ups and Rocky two. Like I mean, That's I don't question. know. Clubber <laughs> Clubber Lang looked pretty good though when he was working out. Well, Clubber Lang, Clubber Lang's Clubber Lang's workout was dirty. Like the he was surrounded by like he was in like a basement and there was like pipes leaking and he was his pull-up bar was just two ropes attached to a pipe. You know what I mean? This was <laughs> this was pretty hardcore. So just going back to the chicks though, um, the yep. whipped cream bikini, the whipped cream bikini girl. Whatever happened to her? Yeah. Never, never. Uh, what the hell was she in? She might have done other things. She was in. Uh, I think she did the final. She did like the first two Final Destination movies. Okay. I can't remember. Ali, Ali Larder, L A R T E R. I think mm. it might be. But yeah, I remember she did the Final Destination movies, and I can't remember what else. Yeah, and then the teacher was the stripper. That was awesome. Um, Mox went on that. What's another word for penis? And he just like went on this like diatribe. Oh yeah, I just started rattling them off. <laughs> <laughs> and then the teacher was shocked because he wouldn't stop. He just kept going. And, and dude, like Kim Basinger, man, like she did Wayne's oh, World, right? Eight miles. Eight miles. Yeah. Eight, she she was in eight, uh, Wayne's World with Garth. Yeah, second um, Wayne's World. Yeah, let me be that was frank. Wayne's World too. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, right. What else was she? She I know she was in the Tom Wait, Petty video. Wayne's World too. Yeah, it was. Wait, that was definitely Wayne's. It was World Wayne's World too that she was in. Yeah, and then it was the uh, last dance with Mary Jane video. And then she had to be like a wife and something else, or a girlfriend and something else too, right? Oh, well, she Bat- was in the she was in the first she was in the first Keaton Batman. Batman, yep. She was Vicky Vale in that. I mean, there's there's probably a million things you could think of. I don't know how many I've seen, but 
She's aged very well. Yeah. Well, we'll get into your thoughts on what's been happening with quarantine, Billy. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm stuck at home. Last night I was watching. Uh, like I said, I got got into Eight Mile, and then Varsity Blues happened, and Coach Kilmer. Never liked Coach Kilmer. Yeah. But John, no, Vo- didn't like him, huh? Not nah, hell no. He like it was. He, he wouldn't make you want to run through a wall. Well, he probably would have like I would have probably smashed him with my hand. I, I don't know. Maybe I I probably would have tackled him. I would have pulled a mox. I would have pulled a mox. He had the quality drugs too. He had some That's quality right. painkillers. You know, like Lance, you know Lance I mean? Harvey. If Lance was out there on a busted knee, those drugs were obviously pretty good if you didn't realize how bad it was. Yeah, the doctor came out and was like, I don't even know how he's playing. Looked at his knee. It's right. all messed up. I'm surprised right. Florida right. State. The father's all like, what about FSU? He's like, oh, he's out two years. He's out a year and a half minimum. <laughs> <laughs> and, the girl, and the girl was out quick, too. Quick. Quick. Like, she was hitting on mocks on their ride home from the hospital. <laughs> like, she jumped right to the starting quarterback with the quickness. Uh, so we got our, our timekeeper here, Tom Morgan, uh, who's actually working a job right now. Who's working a job right now? He is. He hey. is. Hold on a second. Let's see if I can do this. Let's see if we can do this. I'm going to take you with me. Here. Yeah. If you look over. This is the town for entire studios. Work. You really can't see it, but Tom is like somewhere there. Tom is like right, uh, right above my fat fingers where Tom is. So he's only two rooms away from us and busting our balls. All right, Billy. So I got a couple of things I want to get uh, to you about, but um, quickly, we go back, man, uh, to 1510 The Zone, uh, which is a radio station that uh, had a 50,000-watt station. Um, At the time, it was a competitor to WEEI. It was was a competitor. Um, Yeah, competitor is really strong. It was another option. Yeah, and second option is, and I think to say we're we're competitive is is wrong, but we were we were definitely an alternative if you were a little burnt out from EEI. There you go. Um, We got there a little late, uh, but uh, Chad Finn of the Globe, who interviewed us, um, didn't see our names in there though. I Uh, didn't either. (laughs) Didn't see our name in there. Uh, Hopefully, we provided some information that helped with the story. Hopefully, we were able to fill in some gaps, even though we weren't in there. So, 1510, back in the day, had the Celtics rights. Uh, Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell were the, the play-by-play team still. Uh, Grandy, I believe, was like a like an update guy or something um, at the time. And there were heavy hitters there. You know, Sean McDonough, Mike Adams had, had a show there. Um, then all of a sudden, there yep. were the, the diehards. Uh, I think, were you hired right. Anthony, Anthony Pepe as well? I was. I was there. Um, I was there just thinking it was starting to slow down for them. You know, I was uh, my first internship was with the Diehards. I met with uh, John Anik. John Anik interviewed me. John Anik gave me the job, and then my internship. I was working the last half of Eddie Andelman's show, and then all of the Diehards. So it was like from two to, it was like from probably like two to seven, I think, when my eye was there. So I was, uh, yeah, I got to see a lot of stuff there, especially you know my first time in radio, seeing how the business operates. It was pretty wild. How'd you get into radio, Billy? Like, did you go to? I school? got into radio because. Did you go to school? Yeah. Okay. yeah, I went. I went to. I went to a school that no longer exists. It stemmed the song. The school was the Art Institute of Brookline. You know, it was one of those Art Institute schools, so it was a lot of those classes and stuff. So it used to be a Northeastern program, which turned into, I believe, MassCom, which turned into the Art Institute. So I went to the Art Institute and got a degree in radio broadcasting there. And then you all of a sudden you went over to fifteen ten, and uh, you mentioned that Die Hard's crew. Uh, yeah. What's John Anik doing these days? 
John Anik's killing it in the UFC, play-by-play guy. The best part about that is not only seeing him be as successful as he is, but seeing those videos that come out when him and Joe Rogan, I, I don't know the other guy's name, I don't know, they make these calls and just a camera is like, just like this. And they just lose their mind. Somebody gets laid out. It's the best part about it. Yeah, the the one recently when the uh, uh, was it we the we fight I believe it was uh, that just happened the the women's fight which was awesome uh, it was a great fight that day but don't mind me I'm just trying to relocate so I can plug my phone in no nope, it's it's all it's all good here um, so Billy's a part of ninety eight five the sports hub uh, he's a producer for the Felger and Maz program uh, the Felger and Maz yep. program uh, is obviously one of the number one uh, you know sports shows in, Bo- in Boston or in the country uh, yep. for that matter. But going back to the zone, Bill, I want to ask you this. Um, so I started yeah. at 1510. Um, I got an internship. I worked a morning show. That's how I met you. You were a producer. I was an intern at the time. I wanted to get a job, so they hired me. So we were both board ops and producers at the station, but you were the producer for my first show, The Sports Blast. So I guess I want yeah, your nice. opinion, and you can be honest here, be unfiltered. What did you think when you saw Joey Murr and his crew come in for the first time? What, you and your crew? Yeah. Is that what you said? It broke up a little bit there. No, I said, what were your thoughts when you first saw Joey Murr and that crew come in? Uh, The crew was great because there was you you and your crew, and then there was the Young Guns crew. You know those guys. So I was used to these guys coming in four people deep. Nobody really – no name I've ever heard of. But it was fun. It was fun. You had your accent has cleaned up over the years. You know, you, your accent, I don't say it was really ever as thick as mine, but you had a pretty good Boston accent for a while. So I remember that. And then I just remember the, the cast of crew you brought in. There was Brian Bacon, Pete Eagles, Danny Farentino, uh, your boy Jala, whose claim to fame was the fact that he was on uh, Deal or No Deal and won a dollar. I think that's what the story was with that guy, right? Yeah. So uh, it was fun. I mean, like I said, it was – it was fun for all of us because we looked at it as make our mistakes. You know, I, I that's how I look at 1510. 1510, the zone for me, was a great experience because it allowed me to screw things up and find ways to fix them. And that's and when you're a producer in radio, that's that's pretty much the main thing is like something's going to go wrong, but how can you recover from it? Yeah, nobody will ever understand that. Uh, everyone's doing podcasting. Sure. Everyone's doing podcasts. So nobody knows the grind of actually doing, you know, sports talk radio and in production and something goes wrong with the board or the commercials don't work, right? Or some all of a sudden there's dead air and the buttons don't work and you gotta call an engineer and it's yep. like, what do we do? Like people yep. don't know those things about radio anymore. Right. See, that's the thing. The way I look at it is you you can um nobody bats a thousand, you know, nobody bats a thousand when they're working the board. But the best thing to do is just know how to recover from those mistakes. If you can recover and the audience listening has no idea there's chaos going on, you're doing something right. All right. And then you left 1510 and went straight to 98 Father Sports Hub. Yeah, it was uh, It was funny. The day I found out that Sports Hub was going to be a thing was I walked into the 1510 and on the kitchen table area, there was, there was the Herald that said that BCN was switching over. And it was that same day that Anthony Pepe came up to me and he said, listen, reach out to this guy, you know, let him know who you are, send you a resume, and maybe they can get you in there. And that guy was Chachi Lepret. So I mm. reached out to Chachi Lepret. 
Chachi, yeah, Chachi passed my information on to Mike Thomas, and then uh, I reached out to Mike Thomas, and Mike Thomas gave me an interview, and I've been with uh, Felgram Mass since day one. Since day one, Billy and Lanny, uh, a part of uh, Felger and Maz, um, and he's been there for 13 years now, and one of the number one, uh, or if not, one of the number one uh, radio shows in the country here. All right, Billy, let's get past all that here. Uh, we just had WrestleMania 36 this week. What, what were your overall thoughts? And, and just remember, we're in a time right now where, like, we need fresh content. So yep. just overall, what were your thoughts on WrestleMania 36? It's, you know, it, putting in the fact that it was WrestleMania aside, my biggest issue has just been the no crowd. You know, um, wrestlers feed off the crowd. So when they don't have that, it kind of takes away from it. You know, McIntyre winning the belt the other night was, you know, kind of sucked because I'm a Lesnar guy. But to hold the title for the first time and, like, stand up on the turnbuckle and give, like, a scream to nobody, just it just it didn't feel right. You know, I get it that they're, they're doing the best they can to keep us entertained, but part of it is just crowd reaction. So if these guys are cutting promos and there's no crowd oohing and iron in the back that it makes it kind of awkward, you know. And um, the thing was, was everybody loved the Undertaker styles match and everybody loved the John Cena Wyatt thing. And, you know, I saw, I saw the Undertaker styles thing live on Saturday, but I didn't see the Cena thing on Sunday because my internet was crapping out. So it kept cutting out. So I just lost patience with it. So I went back and I watched the Cena match last night and I watched the Lesnar match last night. And I thought the, the story they told with the Cena Wyatt thing was awesome. My issue was there was no real match attached to it. Like, you had a perfect, like, promo. Like, remember back in the day, they'd be like, here's how we got to where we are. And that was, like, a perfect way to do it. But the problem was the match was, I don't know if it was even a match. And that's what I that's what bothered me is, like, you told this amazing story of how Cena got here, how Bray Wyatt got here, how Cena changed Bray Wyatt into who he is. And then it just kind of ended with the Mandible Claw and Bray Wyatt counting the three count and Cena disappearing. So I loved the story they told and how they acted it out. A little corny and cheesy, but I enjoyed it. But I would have liked an actual match, even if the match was a quick one, even if like Wyatt went out there and stomped him in 10 seconds. At least I would have had like a bell, a three count and a bell, you know? Yeah, like both of them get in the ring and then the movie happens and then we have a finish. Pretty much. And then the fight starts and then as soon right. And then the movie brings you back to them standing in the ring and then the bell rings and they fight. But again, like the story, I liked how they told the story again. This is the, this is the stuff they're going to be able to do without audiences and being able to pre-record stuff, they're going to have more of these, I think, movie-style presentations. Which I think they're very good at. They're very good at telling stories and doing really? movies, whatever. So I thought that it was fresh content. I enjoyed it, but there were yep. some... The championship matches were literally an F. Like, you can't yeah. give either match even a D. You know what I mean? Like, the, mm. the, the Goldberg match was sucked, and there was no explanation of why Roman Reigns wasn't out. There was no explanation at all. Oh, what was there? They they on all of a sudden on, on SmackDown on Friday night it was like, hey, so a new match, Braun versus Goldberg. Yeah. No mention about right. Roman. Yeah. What I what I liked about the the two title matches, and this is just the old school meathead in me, was that those both those title matches were just two giant guys trying to end it quick, and that's what I loved about it. It wasn't anything fancy. There wasn't any real storytelling to it. It was like with the Strowman Goldberg match. He's like, all right, I'm going to try to take you out with spears. That didn't work. And then Strowman's like, all right, well, I'm going to take you out with power slams. And that worked, you know? And then when you get to Lesnar and uh, 
Lesnar and McIntyre, it was basically the same thing. F5, 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 Claymore, F5, Claymore. You know what I mean? There yeah. was just, it was almost like, like both matches were like the home run derbies of title matches. <laughs> I think both matches were under 10 minutes combined. Um, oh, yeah. Which oh, is yeah. terrible. Well, well, I, think the, I think Lesnar was definitely under five, and yeah, uh, Goldberg, Strowman wasn't much longer. Have you seen any results of how many people watched Mania yet? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say there's had to be like over a million people. They said, I thought they said the ratings were pretty good. I think they said they had more viewers probably based on the network last year, uh, this year than they did last year. Yeah. Plus, think about 70,000 people. people tuning in just, just did something different. Yeah, and I, I go every you know, year. Right. So, so they, how did that work out? You guys had your tickets. Yeah, we got, we got refunded. Had your tickets, had your flights and everything, and then what? Just canceled. We, we got refunded, but they, they refunded us cash for the tickets, uh, but the, yep. the flights go to a bank. So like it's like a credit. Well, you were going, you were going down there. You had a, a wedding in Florida. I, dude, I was already, I was already committed. Yeah, I was already you committed. Were there yeah, and yeah. Uh, and not, nothing ended up happening as well. But I will say this for those who like just are fans in general, WrestleMania is like literally the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Saturday, Saturday's WrestleCon, Sunday's Mania, then you got the Monday Night Raw the next day. What's great about next year is it's in L.A. So you could go to yeah. Hollywood, you can go to LA, you can go to Vegas after. So like next year, dude, like I, I'm going, I'm doing it up, man. Like it's 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 where it's gonna be up. Take advantage because you missed this year. Yeah, I know. It's quickly, all I, the money you save this year will go towards next year's. Literally, or SummerSlam, um, which is right. still still up in the air. Did Did you watch Monday Night Raw? Usually, that's like one of the biggest ones of the year, the the Raw after Mania. And I actually thought it was horrible. It was terrible. Um. I ended up like I, I, I barely, I barely watched. I, I flipped to it at uh, eight o'clock, and they opened with uh, Liv Morgan versus Oscar. I'm like, all right, I'll check back in later. And then when I checked back in, it was a tag match, which turned into a three way tag match or a triple match, whatever the hell you call yeah. it, with uh, the Street Profits and um, what's her name, Belair, the girl that can whip yeah. people with her hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch in to see the rest of it or whatever. Spoiler alert! I Nia Jack. After that. Like, Nia for the Jack. most part, I'm flipping back and forth. Like, oh, I saw she came back. Yeah. Nia Jax came back, and uh, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, it's again, it's it's tough for me to watch without the crowd because a lot of it is, like I said, these wrestlers are performing for these people. So when those people aren't there, it kind of takes a little away from it, you know. Yep. Like uh, the surprise returns. Nia Jax coming back, the place would have blown up. McIntyre winning the title, the place would have blown up, you know. The one thing that happened on Raw last night was they they had an interview from McIntyre after Mania, and the Big Show yep. comes out with a ref, and Big Show and McIntyre actually fought. And okay, for so a, that, I was gonna say for a moment there, I thought that they were gonna put the belt on Big Show. Oh, could you even imagine? Could you even imagine like Vomit. not even a not even a five minute title reign? So they didn't show that Sunday night, right? Well, they didn't, didn't show it. No, they didn't show it Sunday night. Not right, because I saw everything on the internet. It's like, oh, Drew McIntyre's uh, first title defense was the big show, and it was, you know, minutes afterwards or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't know where the hell they show it or how you would have seen it. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't cool. Let's just say it was. They, But, hey, they're going forward, man. They're like the only thing that's still yeah. that's still happening. So Friday night we'll get something new. Monday we'll get some fresh content. We'll get AEW on Wednesday night as well. So. We'll move on from wrestling. This came in from Reek, yep. Billy. What's your job behind the scenes at uh, Thelgram S? You're a what? All right, you could say I'm in a, uh, an assistant producer. 
So I handle, uh, well, I got screen calls when we don't have an intern. I take care of all the audio that goes up online, any podcasts you listen to, any kind of uh, nutshell type stuff. I handle all the web content for the show and then whatever production that falls off Jay Stu's plate falls on to me. So I guess you could say I'm an assistant producer focusing on production of, you know, the show, just uh, getting stuff online, the online content. The director of communications. Right, right. They call me the director of communications. It's a, it sounds a lot fancier than the title actually is. All right, Billy. So we'll move on in. Cool. If people want to chat in too, uh, this is what it looks like. Your chat comes in. I click on it, and then uh, we can both see it. I got this fancy hardware now um, nice. to kind of show how how things. I look. like that question though. You're a what? <laughs> <laughs> so who are you? Who are you? I'm not, I'm not much, Reek. Uh, yeah, yeah, Reek. All I can think of is were you a Game of Thrones guy? That wasn't no. Ah, all right, yeah, you wouldn't, you would, you wouldn't. No, it's it. one of the shows everybody's you seen would. and everybody loves, and I, I never got into it. Same thing with like the Tiger King. I think I'll watch it at some point, but I just haven't yet. Oh, so I'm played out by the Tiger King uh, memes. Like out, I don't need any more memes. No, uh, you don't it, enjoy a good meme. No, I do, but it's like, come on now. It was great <laughs> for the week that we were quarantined, and it was like everyone needs to watch it. And we're on three weeks yeah. now, right? We're going we're going on four weeks now, right? Yeah, three. I mean, when? I, when, I mean, I know. I even know. You drive. You drive to the office every day. I'm there two days a week, but like I've put jeans on once in a month. Yeah, yeah, nice. Well, no, I, I, I yesterday I officially. Uh, oh, I was gonna ask you this shorts. today. I was gonna ask when do you switch over <laughs> to the shorts, Billy Lanny? Well, me and Jay Stu talk about it all the time. Jimmy switched over last week, which I was very impressed by. And I told him that my biggest thing is, is once I go to shorts, I don't want to go back to pants. So I think we might be at that point now. I think yesterday was the first day. Today's very nice. I think you're going to get a little chilly and a little rainy, but I think I'm still going to be wearing shorts. All right, Billy, would you say you're a homebody? Like you, someone who likes to yeah, stay at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part, I would say, yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I'm enjoying the social distancing. And as much as it sucks, I'm kind of enjoying places being closed so I could just kind of sit and chill, you know, and putter around the apartment you know yeah, i get a little crazy sometimes but I, I i enjoy it i'm enjoying being at home are you a cook do you cook at home i do i cook a little bit you know but nothing too crazy my um my girlfriend was laid off uh, a couple weeks ago so she's been like baking like crazy so like last week i came home one day there were banana muffins all over the kitchen and then one day there were peanut butter cookies all over the kitchen. And then I was like, listen, I was like, you got to find another hobby during this unemployment because I'm going to be a thousand pounds by the time we can go back outside. Somehow I've lost. But, uh, yeah, she does a... yeah, no kidding. I, no, I you know what it was because you're not going out to eat. Is that what it is? That what it is? When that's what I think it is. That's what I assume it is because you're going out shopping. You're only getting the essentials. And it turns out that the essentials you're getting aren't terrible for you. So it's. It's you're saving money that way, and then you're eating stuff because you only want to get the foods that you desperately need. True. You're not loading up on Doritos and all those things. You know what I mean? You're getting the foods you like, your survival foods. All right, Billy. Not your, not your enjoyable snacks. So that brings up um, my next question here. Now, in relation yep. in relationships, right? To me, yep. it, it seems like most arguments happen. Because you need to decide on where to eat. Like, oh my god! Yep. Where do you want? Where do you want to go tonight? Eh, eh, whatever you want. You say you want, you know, pasta, and it's like, no, nah, I can't eat pasta. Too many carbs. You know. Okay. Right. Well, you know, let's, let's get fried clams. 
no, 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 no. We can't do anything fried. Nope. Nothing fried. Yeah. And I don't want a salad. And I don't want pizza. You know, and it's like, <laughs> well, what do you want? You know, and it's like, it's yep. like, an, it's an argument, you know? So I, I so demand not, this. I, I right. real quick. I demand this. When this quarantine finally, when we can actually go to restaurants, you better know where you want to go. You better have a top yeah. five list. We're going here one day, going here oh, the yeah, next, yeah. and there the next. So I ask you this, William, yeah, where is the first yes, place sir. you want to go when this quarantine ends? Kowloon. I'm going to the Kowloon. I'm going to Fuddruckers. I'm going to uh, the Fat Cat in Quincy. Mm. I'm going to uh, La Paloma is another place in Quincy I enjoy. Mm. And then five, I don't know, I don't know what five is, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to, whatever weight I don't put on during it, I'm going to put on immediately after it, just from going, catching up on those places I haven't been in a while. Just based off the, you could do a whole Route 1 tour. You could, Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could go to the Loon, you could hit up Fuddruckers, you could go to uh, the Border Cafe if you wanted to. Yep, yep. Which is good. is right there. La Paloma's a little, you know, a little more local, I would say. Not a fan? No, I like oh, it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, just because I... You know, we've been in we've been in Quincy for about five years now, and that's one of the places we really enjoy. And right near the La Paloma is a ninety nine, so you have options. Uh, favorite quarantine snack, Billy Lanny. What has been my favorite quarantine snack? You know, in all honesty, Joe, my snacks really haven't changed much. You know, I try to keep to the my normal snacks that I eat Monday through Friday. Once the weekend rolls around, it's more of like what are we cooking for dinner as opposed to what are we going to snack on. Um. So if I mean if I could pick if I let's say what the hell have I been working? I don't think there's anything in particular. Sadly, there isn't. Like I said, my 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 snacking. I've tried to keep it as normal as I can, just so I don't go crazy while I'm home. Knowing that I'm at home, I'd be like, all right, let me get Doritos. Go get these chips. Let me go get these. But I'm trying to like keep a, keep my wits about me in the sense of trying not to eat too many terrible things while I'm home. So I don't have a particular snack for you. Another comment coming in. I like on air Billy too, and Billy's uh, been a been a co-host on the weekends on ninety eight five. This morning. I have, I have. I was, I was do. I worked with you. I've worked with Marshall Hook. I was lucky enough to work with Hottie, and then I did a, uh, I did a few weeks with Ryan Johnson. All, all of them were good because I enjoyed, I enjoyed getting in there with different people. Like I've known all you guys for so long, but I've never worked with you guys like that way. You know, I've always been on the other side of the glass working side. And because it allowed me to learn other people's tendencies and how other people do things, you know, you kind of learn how a person wraps up their take and when you have to jump in stuff like that. So I was enjoying learning that. And, uh, you know, hopefully when all this chaos ends, I can get some more run at it. Well, I do think, you know, the one thing I, I love about the sports hub is it has a little bit more authentic sounding people. Yeah. Um, like, you know, we're, we're from, we're from here. Like we're, right. we're we're two dudes that are from here from the area, a lot of people our age. Like we have the same probably the same opinions on on some things, but yeah, you know, most of these other guys are all these educated, you know, college. college. Oh, I went I went to the Syracuse, yeah. uh, you know, whatever they call that new house, yeah, yeah. whatever. It's like what, dude. Right. And, uh, but that's that's the one thing I'd, I'd say that uh, you bring to the table is that it's a little more. Yeah. See, so my thing is is if we're having just a regular conversation. I tend to mumble and talk fast, but when I got on the air, I learned that I didn't really have to worry about my accent if I just kind of slowed down and just talked a little bit slower. Then it wouldn't have mattered that 
like my Oz were non-existent or ing words didn't exist, you know. So because I was in school and the lady I had for voice and articulation was a bitch, man. She was all over me all semester. And it got to the point where I was able to put the Oz in my sentences and put my ing's at the end of words, but it was taken away from my own personality. So I didn't feel comfortable doing it. So when I realized that, you know, she made me sound like I was never going to be able to be, get on the radio. That's when I took a liking to the production part of it. I liked being able to create bits. I like being able to cut sound. I like being able to know that I can cut something up and then within 30 seconds, it could be played in the headlines. So I, I got my kicks from radio that and doing it that. And, um, you know, it's been good because when Rick, I knew PD asked me if I was interested in doing it, I said, yeah, let's, let's give it a try. You know, obviously I was nervous about it, but like I've worked with such great people, including you. And like I said, hook Ryan Johnson and Hottie that it made it real easy and very comfortable. I was surprised how quick the shows went by when I was on. You're frozen. Yeah. I tried, I tried years ago, Billy. I saw it. I was like, you can be a host someday, William. <laughs> Those, I remember there was a show. I, I can't. I wish I knew the date, but you were doing a remote and you had Bertrand on. Oh yeah, that so was. Like I worked, technically worked with like the, both years before you were. We were here. Literally, yep. Uh, that was actually a. It was at Copperfields <laughs> in Boston. Nice. Yeah. And for some people who don't know this, um, when I started in radio, um, you know, I chased down sponsors. So essentially, I paid to be on the radio. I uh, there was an hourly rate to be on the air. And I went and met sponsors in the area, and that's how that's how a lot of guys make it. That's how I mean. I needed the reps. They weren't going to let a punk kid from High Park with a bad Boston accent on the air. It just wasn't going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? So you know that that's what was the um, what the hell was it? There was a Super Bowl Sunday that you were having all kinds of issues. Oh uh, yeah, was it like some bar in Everett or whatever? And well, I couldn't figure was out it how. Everett to... or was it? I was thinking... What was I, I thought you did one over by um that Chelsea? Wasn't there a small? Oh yeah, yeah, Billy, Billy. Whoever wanted to pay for me to be there, I was there. Yeah. So like I, you know, I could I could thank countless restaurants, car washes, ice cream joints, like you name it, flower shops. Oh, whenever there was a holiday, man, I was like, what can we get for this holiday? Oh, Easter's coming. Let's get yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Let's get those buffets going. You know, like. But that's how I got into sales. I was a sales guy, you know. You had to do whatever you had to do. Yeah. Um, some people checking in. Syracuse sucks. Um, sports, yeah, we, sports casting robots. Uh, the fun house or the boneyard nice. Which I'm which one do you like? House. I like the yeah, fun me too. House much better than the boneyard one. The boneyard, like the the fun house. I know I accepted what it was. Like I knew this was going to be corny. I knew it was going to be that and. But you hit a boneyard match. I'm like, all right. But that I thought they put too much work into the boneyard match, you know. I read somewhere that it took them eight hours to film that. So they put some serious work into it. And I just – I didn't like the movie style of the fight. Like, it's wrestling. I just want to see regular matches if they're outdoors or indoors. But, you know, you kind of – we understand it's all predetermined and fake. But you kind of – it kind of sucks when you see, like, how much work they went into to put that match together. You know, it's – it was. It's good for them, like you said. They they have the crew to do it. They have the talent to do it. It's just. It's to me. It's not really wrestling, not real wrestling. All right, Billy. I know I've kept you longer, but we get some questions here. So, uh, what show have you, what show have you binge watched the most uh, in quarantine? Um, I wouldn't say the most, but I rewatched uh, the People versus OJ Simpson, the FX. Netflix had it on and I, I flew through that thing. Like it, that was 10 episodes, roughly an hour. I got it done. 
I started it a Friday night and I wrapped it up Sunday afternoon. Like if there was, there, cause there's been really nothing on. So I'm like, all right, I might as well watch the next episode. And then, you know, it gives you the thing at one point it was like, are you still watching? I'm like, yes, I am still, I am still watching that. But other than that, it's, it's the regular stuff. By the time I get out of here, there's always an office rerun on that I'm watching or I'm checking in on wrestling. You know, uh, my girlfriend loves Pox and Rec. So we've been rewatching that. Um, but for the most part, like I said, I haven't, I haven't gotten into the Lion King yet. Not the Lion King, the, t- Tiger, <laughs> the King. Tiger King. Yeah. I haven't watched Tiger King yet. I'm letting, I'm waiting for the buzz to die down a little yeah. bit because I feel like it's, there's so much buzz around it. And I don't deny that it's good, but I feel there's so much buzz that I'm going to be disappointed by it. Even though everybody who I say that to is like, no, no, it's going to be, it's pretty wild. So I'm going to let the buzz die down on that. And then I'll get into that and be able to watch it without any other people telling me how great it is. Why? How about you? Is there anything you've been? Watching? Uh, I've been so I've been watching a little bit of The Sopranos again, um, just to like keep it keep it going. The, the yep. there are these cooking shows. There's this one. It's Girl Meets Farm. Don't ask me where yeah. I found it, where it came from, but man, that girl no. can cook, and she's yeah, giving yeah. she's, giving me, she's giving me ideas, man. But it's all baked goods, though. It's not like you know, yeah, it's all yeah. baked. Um, and then I like, yeah, I like goods guy. You rather well, I I prefer a meal, but dude, I love right, shit, right. Love sweets. Um, Shit's Creek. Uh, the new season isn't that great. I've been watching that, and uh, yeah, somebody told me about that with uh, what's his name, Eugene Levy's in it. It's good. In it. It's it's actually yeah, very heard, heard very good show. The new seasons, it's you know, it's like how you are with you like a show, but the season's not that you know. So I whatever, it's it's a good show. I'd, I'd suggest watching it. Um, and then I've, I watched McMillions. That was okay. Um, you know, about the yeah, how many parts was that? That was, was six long, though. It could, have been, it could have been condensed, you know. Um, and that was what that was the whole Monopoly thing, the Monopoly scandal. Yeah, it was interesting, but at the same time, it was like I didn't need six episodes, so yeah. I gotta work. I, I do that's why I did this podcast because I'm like, I gotta do something to take out my time at this point, right? Um, right, right. All the stuff you're watching, you got to talk about it somewhere, exactly. Uh, best your, candy. Wife, your wife will only listen to you so much. Literally, and we're in different rooms. Um, best <laughs> canned good. Uh, best canned good is uh, anything Chef Boyardee, whether it's uh, meat raviolis, beefaroni, or spaghetti and meatballs in a can is what I'm going with. I agree. I got that Campbell's Chunky. I was talking about that yesterday. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loaded up on soups, too. When this whole thing happened, I'm like, all right, like, me and my girlfriend, we didn't go into panic mode, but like we shop on Saturday, so every Saturday we grab like a little bit more of something, you know. So it wasn't uh, ever really an enormous carriage full of stuff like for our, our, our panic room or anything. But each week we grabbed a little something, and that was how it was. It was Chef Boyardee, and then we loaded up on soups. I went with the Progresso Italian Wedding Soup. Ooh, Italian Wedding, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little meatballs in it. The, yeah, pasta fajou. Like, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> uh, best frozen food. Oh, say it one more time. Best, fr- best frozen food. Oh, hot pockets, without a doubt. Hot pockets, ham and cheese, or ch- uh, pepperoni pizza. Pepperoni, dude. Oh, yep. love the pepperoni. I like. I eat them like a weirdo too. I peel the top off of it, and I'll eat the top shell. And then I take the bottom one and basically like fold it like a piece of pizza and eat it like that. Uh, the McDonald's style of eating. I uh, do I fold that thing and crush it, and it's all microwave. I can't do the oven. Nice. It's better in the oven. I just yeah. can't wait. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, like, I was a stoner. The pain in the ass of preheating. I was a stoner for years, so it's like I'm not waiting on the oven. Was? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, I can't wait on the oven. 
Oh, preheat that bitch yeah. for seven minutes and then put it in there for ten. I can't right. wait seventeen minutes. What's awesome is, and me and my brother got one for my parents is an air fryer. Mm. So we got them like uh, a ninja, a ninja four in one air fryer type thing. So you can literally just throw things. You set the timer and it goes, and it's and it's crispy too, which I'm amazed by. Like I don't mean to sound like an infomercial, but those air fryers are legit. It's like a Quiznos. It just always has that thing running. You know, when they pop that right. thing, the, heat, the, heat, the heat's always going and fanning it around. Like, we've been just going there and checking on my parents, and we just throw something in there. Whatever they have in their freezer, it's like, all right, let's see how long it takes to cook this now. So, but yeah, the air fryer is worth the money if you want to get one, dude. It's it's worth it. couple more here, Billy. Uh, the McDonald's challenge, we've seen people uh, attempt it. Um, yep. I can do it. And I don't want to brag about it. I don't even need to, like, listen, I'm, I'm that kind of guy that I don't need to show you I can do it. I can do that under 90 yep. minutes. Are you that confident? I Here's my thing. I see the photo, and from the people I saw do it online, who the hell did it? I saw Jay King attempt it, and there was um, – who was the other one? Oh, what was the guy's name? Either way, like, I look at the photo, and I don't think those are large fries and large sodas. And those guys did it with large fries and large sodas. So that's why I think they – I think if it was four medium sodas, two medium fries, and those burgers and nuggets, Plus, you got to look the at the key, cups. Those the, cups were paper cups. They weren't. They weren't the big, heavy-duty plastic cups they get when you get a large. Right. They were the medium paper cups. Yeah. But I think uh, if it was, I'd large and able to do it. I could definitely do it as mediums. Yeah. Um, the key is to eat fast and don't think. Just and I need my dipping sauces. You know. Yeah, yeah. If I'm allowed dipping sauces, that that makes it even easier. Uh, so you fuck. go quick, like you try to. Yeah, I I eat as fast you as I can. Pace it out. No, I'd probably like. Well, I eat fast anyway. Like I'm a, I'm a Viking when it comes to eating. It's like I my, eat standing up. I eat fast. It's bad. My brain doesn't process when I'm full. You know what I'm saying? That's why I feel like shit after I eat. Because right, I'm, just, right. I'm like Joe, you just it's just sitting in your esophagus and still trying to process where it wants to go. Right. You know. Um, right. That's you eating with your eyes. Like literally. Your <laughs> yeah, and then the 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 drink is just trying to push it down a little more. Um, right. Right. Thoughts on disposable gloves and masks in public? Uh, it's it's where we are. Like, I never thought, and I still I still don't wear them. I mean, I probably should, but it's kind of, you know, especially after the, the, I think it was the mayor, the governor recommended everybody doing it. I think when I shop this week, it'll be the first weekend that I'm in gloves and masks. You know, because I, I don't need them. Like, not that I don't need them, but I'm only around my girlfriend, and I'm around the same co-workers I've been around with for the past month and a half. So, the group of people I've like been exposed to has been small as it is. And when I go shopping, everybody surprisingly has been pretty good about keeping their distance. And every place I go to, they got markings on the floor. So when you're in line, you know how to keep your distance. And I mean, that's all I really can do. Like I said, this might be the first weekend that I wear a mask and, and by mask, I'll probably just throw a bandana over my mouth. You know, I, I don't, I'm not going to try to go track down a bunch of surgical mask i know like they say you can get away with like a little makeshift bandana so i might do that but how throw, about you, you throw the shit away. Out yet? Oh, i saw your tweet throw the shit away don't just toss it in a oh, carriage dude. or whatever I got out of the store like people are literally like loading up their cars and then before they get in they're taking it off and just throwing it on the ground that's what's driving me nuts more than anything like it's bad too because there are so many places that need these things and you're just being wasteful with them you know there are people that would murder to have your gloves and your mask and you just use them one for a quick trip in the store and then leave them in the parking lot it's gross People are assholes. Literally. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on the show Hard Knocks? The reason why I ask is announced today that both L.A. teams, the Rams 
and the Chargers will be on if there is a summer camp. Uh, what are your thoughts on the mm-hmm. Joe Hard Knocks? Uh, it was all right. I enjoyed the um, I enjoyed the Rex Ryan year just because it's you know he's a character and there was the whole like waiting for Rivas to show back up aspect. Um, Brian Cox was good in the Atlanta one, but for the most part, that's that's really it. I don't really have many other memories of it. I probably I, didn't, I don't even know who did it last year. I didn't watch last year, and I probably won't check in on the LA teams this year. Was it the Raiders with Antonio Brown? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, it was the Raiders because they they were hoping for a big thing with the announcement of Vegas and Gruden and Antonio Brown and all that stuff. So yeah, it was Oakland, now Vegas. Um, couple of people checking in on some food. deviled ham. Progresso. Must uh, be an aristocrat. Nice. Which soda would you select which if soda? you had a soda? Uh, Pepsi. Pepsi over Coke. I'm a classic Pepsi guy. Mm, see, I, I so I only drink diet soda now. It's because I yeah. <laughs> I love sugar. And uh, like I love ginger ale is my right, favorite. Right. Ginger ale, favorite drink. No, ginger ale is awesome. Oh. Yeah, Canada Dry. Just Canada Dry. Everything else is garbage. You know what's funny? You ever been on an airplane? They give me Seagram's. The hell, Seagram's ginger ale. Yeah, <laughs> Seagram's a drink. Like well, a, trapped in a room for six hours, just stuck uh, with whatever they got. It's, it's true. And then there's like the 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 non the like no name brand. It's like what the hell is this shit? Um, well, no, you know I'll tell you. It goes Canada Dry, and then I would put I would put Polar ginger ale ahead of Schweppes. Polar's very good. Polar, because Polar's got like those. They, I don't think they might still have. Them. They have like the nice one liter bottles that you yeah. can grab and go, like the old Pepsi Big Slams they used to sell with Shaq. Love those. Whatever happened to the Big Slam? Is it now just a uh, liter? I, think now? It's, I I don't even know if they sell them in liters. Because what had happened is like there was the Big Slam, but I, th- I think I think Coke companies eventually started doing the twenty ounce bottle, so they scratched the one liters, went with twenty ounces, and then twenty ounce two liter were your only options. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Shaq had the big. Sl- there was Mountain Dew big slams too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same I company. Because it was Pepsi though. That's then... all. Mountain Dew used to get me wired as a kid. Like <laughs> I would eat Mountain Dew and I would be off the walls because yeah. that is just for some reason the caffeine in that seems seemed to have hit me hotter than any other soda ever. Dude, Jolt Jolt Cola. That was the that <laughs> Jolt was Cola the, was just obnoxious. Used to drink that, that shit before football games. That was just kids looking for a rush. <laughs> Literally before football games, it was like, "What are we gonna do for a buzz today?" It was, it was Jolt was Jolt was the Red Bull before Red Bull. Literally, um, yeah, yeah. Now Red Bull is uh, I can't I can't do Red Bull any, unless I'm drinking like Stoli or I'm out in Vegas or whatever. So like you 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 don't do sugar free Red Bulls? Not anymore, no. Oh, say, well, what do you do to put a little pep in your step? Do you drink coffee? Coffee now, yeah. Starbucks. Yeah, you know what's yeah. funny is Starbucks. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Starbucks is closed here locally. Here, um, I know there's a few like people in the South Shore tell me that they're open, but we live no, like north of the city. So, really? Yeah, it's not open on Route One, dude. There's like three different ones. Nope, and uh, I, I'm on my way down Route One. None of them are open. I don't even know if the one next to our station is open. The one within the one that's within the supermarket. Yeah, I think it is though. I was, I was gonna say I thought I saw Jimmy here a second ago. Jimmy always usually comes in with a green tea from there, so I assume if the supermarket's open, that must be open. But who knows? If it's a company wide thing, then they probably I don't know. All right, two more questions for you, Billy, because I know you got to work soon. Uh, yeah, no problem. Thoughts on Dana White buying an island to have weekly UFC fights? Hey, if you can afford it, my man, do it. <laughs> 
You know, people people are desperate for entertainment, and if you're willing to put up money to buy a private island, as long as everybody's healthy and passes the test, I'm fine with it. You know, it's it's just scary because like as much as we want sports back, all it takes is for one athlete to test positive and then it's shut down again. You know, I'm beyond the fact that fans aren't going to be allowed in these things for who even knows how long. But the fact that we, you know, you want to ice, it just, it's tough because as soon as somebody gets, you know, as soon as somebody tests positive, we're right back where we are now. But if you can afford a private island and everybody's clean and ready to fight, go nuts, dude. People are going to watch it. People are going to eat it up. Dana White can just afford an island. That's, that's just funny to me. Yeah, must be nice. Um, And Wilder Fury, the trilogy, part three. Um, I thought Wilder should have lost the first one. I thought Fury won the first one. I thought yep. I definitely knew Fury would win the second. When it comes to a yep. third, I don't know, Billy. I kind of feel like Wilder's not getting the love on the third one. Well, he's not uh, gonna. He's not gonna get the love on the third one because a lot of people lost the first one, and he clearly lost the second one. So you see somebody who loses twice, you're like, "What the hell's the point of this?" But you know, he had the, he had it in his contract to do the rematch, and you got to take advantage. If you have that ability to get a rematch, take advantage of it. Even if, even if people don't think you have a chance, you might as well. You know, if you're given the opportunity to get your title back, go for it. I don't know how he'll do. You know, he has to change up. He has to change things up big time. Change things up big time because he was a he was a one punch one punch guy, and Fury was able to avoid that one punch, and that exposed a lot of things. So maybe Wild is back to the drawing board, and maybe coming up with more of a trying to become more of a boxer instead of a slugger because that's what it's going to take to be Fury because Fury's to see Fury defend his size is amazing. Absolutely amazing for the, his build to fight the way he fights. It's, it's fun to watch real fun to watch because he's, he looks awkward. He looks, he doesn't look like your typical boxer. You know, he has, he has a tiny torso and then big long arms and big long legs. So right off the bat, he doesn't look like your prototypical boxer, but you watch him fight and he can move and he can punch and he can, avoid getting punched and it's fun to watch and wild is really going to do something to uh to get fury to beat him uh did you i don't know if you saw this but wilder wore that heavy like triple h thing to the ring and triple h made a comment recently on wrestlemania 30 oh, saw, was, yeah. yeah when i got to the yeah, ring my legs were already tired um amazing it's amazing when people from uh sports entertainment can take shots at real athletes well not real athletes that sounds bad but final question yeah, billy this okay. from a listener Top three mob movies. Uh, Goodfellas. Uh, Donnie Brasco. And uh, number three, huh? The second Godfather. So Goodfellas, Donnie Brasco, Godfather 2. Yeah, I, 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 I actually really love Casino. Um, I don't know if Oh, that, Casino's good. It's long. It's long. Casino's good. It's 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 very long it's very long and a lot of people just say it's just a kind of a could rip off of goodfellas but it's the same director so you really can't say that yeah. but it's the thing that bothered me the most about casino was the narration like joe pesci's narration in that movie drove me nuts like it's it's one of those movies i, I talk about it with hottie all the time you know hottie hottie's a yeah. movie guy and it's it's one of those movies where i'm like man if the narration wasn't in there this would be so much better like with the movie rounders you've seen rounders matt yeah. damon and ed norton Matt Damon's doing all this talk about poker playing. It's like, we don't know any of these people. You know what I mean? Poker wasn't the thing it was until after that movie. You know what I mean? If you had, if you had made that movie after the Chris Moneymaker 
thing happened and like poker blew up across the world, it would make a little more sense. But you had to be a really invested in the game of poker to understand the stuff that Matt Damon was talking about. And maybe that's just ignorant on my part that I wasn't. But I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> try once upon a time. Didn't like it. Is that the Tarantino one? Right? Yeah, once upon a time in America. Yeah. So I like I through that thing. I like a Bronx tale. I know, I know, Bronx like. You know, it, it is what it is, but you know, the 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 lesson about getting into a car. Yeah, it's a great story. Opening the door. If she don't open it for you, she's out. That's a life lesson right there. Is that does that does that still apply today with power locks? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if you if you open the door and like she sat there and decided to click the button, to, does it work that way? Or is I mean you can't even do, use that test anymore. Outdated well, test. I don't know. Is the but test yeah, no, now that was like, a good movie. Told a good story. Is the test now like you know when you cook, you make both plates? Like what? What's the you know like what's the right, what's yeah, the right. test? What's the test nowadays? You know. Right, right. Is she the time to mix everything together, or does she try to separate everything on her plate so nothing touches each other? Is she yeah. that type? Exactly. All right, Billy. <laughs> uh, so you guys, Felger Mass today at two o'clock Eastern time. Yep. Um, appreciate yes, you joining me. What do you guys got going on on the show today? Uh, we're still, you know, trying to get through this whole time. We're, we're going to be discussing um, how, you know, how we can get sports back. You know, everybody's talking. Everybody's got these hopeful, you know, wishes of having it back in July and playing these games in these random areas. And all we really can do is take these stories and just, you know, try to figure out what can be done. You know, we don't have the answers. Nobody has the answers. So. We can only get the information we have and just give our thoughts on it. Like, we all want sports to come back, but at what cost, you know? Exactly. Oh, and the big board. The Felgram has big board. Oh, yeah, the throwing down. What do you guys got? Do you know what category you have today? Well, well, they did it yesterday. And yesterday, it was Felger at his house. And I he, he did offensive gods. And then I believe Maz today is aiming at centers from his house. Ooh. So because we have so much time, like they used to lump, they used to just lump linemen together. It was just O-line and that's it. But because we have so much time and there's nothing going on, we're allowed to go in. The guys are going into each position, you know? So, so it's a little more detailed big board this year than it's usually been. But uh, it's, it's a, it, it, it's, it's tough now because it was so much fun having the guys in the studio doing whatever they could like, um, Last year, Murray brought in a wrist rocket. Like Murray, yeah. Murray was shooting the <laughs> shooting the highlight with a wrist rocket, so you would it would hit the board and it would just leave a splatter mark. It was like a scene from Dexter. It was like stuff all over the place that we had to put we had to put tops down, make sure all the equipment was covered and stuff like that. It's it's a little different this year, but because of the whole quarantine situation, those guys are making the best of it, so it should be pretty good. The best was when Felger got behind the board and you just whipped the thing right at him. Oh, and see, the worst part was, is like, they used to be like, Billy, come in and throw one. And then Maz would bust my balls because I missed the board or whatever. I'm like, dude, this is a football with a shoppy jammed into it. I go, give me, I go, if you give me a real sports ball of any type, I will hit whatever target you need to be hit. But you can't mock me for throwing a small sponge football with a shoppy jammed in it. The one thing I will say, though, is the, the, the activity and the process of it all. The percentage is very high of what they yeah. do. Like the actual, like, you know, the activity of it all. The point is to throw darts at a board and then whatever they land on, that's who they pick at that position. And when it comes down to it, they probably picked one, what, every other year or, or maybe one every year. Yeah, no, it might even be better. It might even be better than every other year. You know what I mean? They, they, they the, the accuracy of this thing is pretty bowed down to the big board, as they say, because 
they might have been just one, two years. They didn't even get at least one person, you know? Yep. All right. Well, he is uh, Billy Lanny. Check him out. He'll be uh, working on 98.5 The Sports up today. Uh, I appreciate you joining me on a live podcast. Uh, you know, Tom Morgan, he'll probably let us know what the highest or the lowest number was. Yeah, um, right. No, I'll let him. As soon as I leave here, I'll go check in on him. He'll give you the update. And again, people can watch this later on. I just prefer to do a live podcast so people can yeah. chat with us. So I appreciate everyone who chatted. And Billy, thank you very much. First guest on uh, I'm Just Sitting Here with Joe Murray. And uh, we will catch up with you soon and see you on television today from 2 to 6. Joe, thanks for having me, but I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate your time here. Yeah, Absolutely. Thanks. All right, Billy, uh, fun time with him today. Uh, I wanted to, That's what I wanted to do on this podcast going forward here is, um, you know, just bringing some guys we work with over at the station, uh, kind of get to know them a little bit more. Um, again, a lot of us can talk sports. We can all talk sports. I can talk sports all day if you really want me to. Um, that was the one thing I would say when I got hired at the sports up. Uh, I was an athlete. I played three sports, football, basketball, baseball. And I was, you know, really into it. I mean, I when it came down to plays and designing plays and things like that, like that was my game. Um, you know, I really loved the game of basketball, learned it, played every day. Um, literally played football year round when I was in high school, went to camps, you name it. And when I wasn't playing football, I was playing basketball to stay in shape. And I was playing baseball as well, literally like for my whole entire life, like as a kid all the way up. So sports was always in me. Um, you know, I was working in the automotive business. I was listening to sports radio and I'm like, shit, I can do this. Like these guys get paid for it. Oh, and they're fat. Oh, this is great. Like I can do this. And, and you know, some of my biggest influences like Glenn Orway, uh, Mike Adams, like I've met Mike a couple of times and, you know, I, I, Mike was in the automotive business as well. Well, one day I went into a Ford dealer and I see Mike Adams there. I'm like, holy shit, what's up, man? That was a huge influence to me. And I was like, wow, so he does the radio in where it's this. And, you know, I did that for years. Um, you know, I work a full-time job and then do whatever I could on the weekends or nights uh, doing sports radio. But when I first got to the sports hub, I'll tell you this, we had this text line, right? The text line is worse than what you see on bathroom walls, like legitimately worse than what you see. And like, it was just, hate. Who, who is this guy? What does he know? Blah, blah, blah. Terrible Boston accent. He laughs too much, like whatever. And, you know, I thought I knew my shit. Like, that's what I came in here for. Like, I was talking three, four defenses and, you know, get into the next level and, you know, certain situations when it came to baseball and out of bounds plays. And like, it's like, you know what? After a while, I found out nobody gave a shit about any of that. It's like, what can you be to entertaining? Um, and I don't know. I, I started like doing some like appearances on other shows. Like I started working with Felger Maz every once in a while. I'd work with Zoe and Beetle. I knew Beetle for years, way before the sports hub. Um, you know, I knew Adam Jones before 98.5. And I just realized one day, like, if I'm going to be here, I got to be different, man. Like, I got to show my personality. And that was the one thing I learned. Like my first maybe six, eight months at the sports hub was like difficult because I was trying to be this guy that, hey, I know sports. Like I can talk sports. And it just, it wasn't about that. It, what it's about is keeping a conversation and being entertaining. And one day I'm like, I'm just going to talk about what I'm doing in my life and come to find out. Like I felt like the everyday man, the shit that I was talking about on the radio, people were like, yeah, Joe, like calling in, talking to me. And that was my approach. It's like, all right, I'm going to give you a lead-off thought on a sports topic. Here's what I think. Here's the phone number. Let's start the show. 
and then whatever was going on in the televisions in front of me or what happened in my day was or whatever, that's what I started talking about. And you know, that's what I like. I try to tell these young kids who are like, yeah, you know, they write me letters like, hey, Mr. Murray, like, dude, don't call me. I'm Joe. Like, I'm just like you, man. I'm lucky enough to be on the radio. But that was like the one thing I learned quickly. And that's what I love about Billy. What you see with Billy, like, like that's what you get, man. Like, when we hang out, that's how he is. Um, so I wanted him to be one of the first guests on the show. Tomorrow, uh, we'll have Dan Lifshatz, my uh, partner from the Over Under 985 podcast. Uh, we're still on. We're going to be on Saturday mornings at 7 on 98.5 The Sports Hub, and we'll do a weekly appearance with Toucher and Rich at 7 a.m. Uh, thanks to DraftKings, who uh, kept us going there um, at The Sports Hub here. And during my downtime, I'm going to be doing this podcast weekly, so I'll have Dan on tomorrow. Just wanted to wrap up uh, a couple of other things um, you know, that were on my mind this week. Sports, right? This Tom Brady thing from yesterday, he uh, wrote to the, in the Players' Tribune, and, you know, Tom, he wrote, I'm ready to embrace fully a team that is confident in what I do. So what, for 20 years, the Patriots weren't confident in what you did, Tom Brady? Like, what, 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 why did you even need to write this Players' Tribune article? You know, he, like, he penned this thing for the Players' Tribune. I know that maybe it's like a Jeter thing. Quote, life is always changing, and in whatever decision you make or direction you choose, there's an opportunity. Choosing to leave New England and the only team I've known for 20 years to join a new football team is a great opportunity, a great change, a great challenge. Um, he went on to make it clear that his challenge is indeed about proving something, but not to Bill Belichick or the Patriots or even his new team. He goes, at this point in my career, the only person I have to prove anything to is myself. Physically, I'm as capable of doing my job as I've ever been. Now I want to see what more I can do. I want to see how I can be great. But he did write some other things that I, you know, he said he's still excited. He's motivated. He wants to deliver for his new team, his coaches, teammates. I doesn't want to let anyone down. I'm going to live everything through what I got. Um, one thing that he wrote regarding Tampa Bay and in, in New England, and, you know, he goes, they welcomed me as one of their own. They want to listen to what I have to say. I'm excited to embrace fully what I can bring to the Bucks. In turn, I'm ready to embrace fully a team that is confident in what I do, what I bring, and is willing to go on this ride with me. So does that mean Tom Brady and the Patriots didn't want to do that with him? Thought that was kind of interesting. What does Tom Brady have to write to the Players' Tribune? How about a, a thank you note? Right? Did he? Has he done that yet? I don't even know if he... I know he penned a, you know, hey, goodbye, I'm a Patriot for life, like whatever. I, I don't. We don't need the Players' Tribune. And now I'm starting to think this whole Tampa Bay thing is like a, a Derek Jeter, let's go to Tampa Bay, like they, you know, community, whatever, like maybe make a TB12 out there. From what I hear, a lot of athletes like to spend their time, their, their, their off seasons in that area. Just not sure why he had to pen that. Um, Not sure why he had to pen that. And, you know, a couple of my other notes that I have here, Regarding sports, because I don't want to do a lot of sports talk on this podcast, but uh, the draft is in two weeks. We're going to have a full week of NFL draft talk beginning the 20th, because um, the draft is on the 23rd um, that week. So I've already reached out to Ted Johnson. He's going to come on that week. I'm going to try to reach out to another uh, football guys and writers um, just about you know who the Patriots may draft and some other guys to consider. So we're going to do that in two weeks. Um and well, you know, the draft's going to be virtual this year, so it's going to be very interesting to see how the draft is 
this year. And, you know, when it comes to injuries and not working guys out, that's going to be interesting. Major League Baseball is trying to start their season. And a report came out yesterday that they want to start something by May. And there was this idea about doing it uh, in Arizona. And, um, uh, you know, they're, they're trying multiple locations. Major League Baseball wants to get this thing started, meaning a spring training in May. I hope for it. Like, I think we all deserve a target date to try to make something happen. Um, new stories came out today saying that it might not just be in Arizona. It could be another venue. So we'll keep our eyes on that. What I thought was cool about the NHL, they're making a plan as well to start the playoffs. And one of the plans is playing in Manchester, New Hampshire. Live free or die. Right? Come to New Hampshire. Would love that. I, I, I drive up to me. I stay in Manch Vegas for the weekend if I could. Uh, also, the NBA said no decisions until May. So they have a target date. But baseball, NHL, NBA, they are trying to make this happen in the NFL nonstop. They're going forward with the NBA draft. That's it on sports for me today. What I give you? Four minutes. Four minutes of sports talk. So I want to wrap up the show with the uh, my favorite television show at the moment, Better Call Saul. Uh, the best episode of the season. And, you know, what happened in this one, and if you haven't seen it yet, let me just put a scenario for you. Okay, you're a lawyer. You're a guy's lawyer. He can get out of jail. His bail is $7 million. So who would get $7 million, meet them on their own, or, or plan to go get $7 million, then tell your wife? Wait, you think you're not going to be followed? Do you think you weren't going to be followed? Oh, we're just going to pick up $7 million in a, de- in a Mexican desert near a well. Well, that's what happened. And you, you don't think you're going to be followed? You don't think, I don't know, there'll be guns involved? Well, to wrap it up, it's spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it yet. Tell your wife that you're dealing with you're dealing with the crux, man. You're in. You're in now. You told your wife. You're going to get $7 million for one of the biggest mob bosses going, cartel bosses. And you got followed. And then there was a big gunfight. And you're saved by Mike. And when it came down to it, you had no water and you had to drink your own piss. While getting terrible, bad memories of your brother. I will tell you right now, I think this show is better than Breaking Bad. Um, that's, that's my opinion. I'm sure some other people can, uh, you know, d- disagree with that one. Um, but you know, the, this Lulo character, Lalo, excuse me. I think he's going to stand out as one of the best characters in either breaking bad or a better call Saul, like one of the best. She was married. We already knew it from watching Breaking Bad, but right before our eyes, dude's becoming a criminal, and I think he's going to put his wife uh, totally in jeopardy here. But Lalo, great great villain an absolute great villain uh for for this series um 
couple of people out there. Joe, what's up? What's up, Bud Sexy? I uh, appreciate you guys chatting in uh, here throughout the show. We did an hour, a little bit more than I wanted to. Uh, as I'm fading out a little bit here, but uh, this show will be live. I'm going to try to do it around lunchtime uh, every single day here. And, um, you know, we're going to have guests on tomorrow. So I already got guests lined up for the rest of this week and next week as well. And then we'll have the NFL draft coming up in two weeks. We'll be live here on Twitter and Periscope. Thanks for everybody for chatting in. Thanks to Billy Lanny from 98.5 The Sports Hub as well. Appreciate everyone's support. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. And I'm just sitting here with Joe Murray. All right, we are live just sitting here with Joe Murray. I'm going to try to do this every day uh, at noontime or around lunchtime uh, every single day. I give you some thoughts on what's happening in the world. I'm trying to keep it a little less sports and a little bit more of everything else that's uh, that that's happening. So uh, we do have Billy Lanny from 98.5 The Sports Hub. Uh, he'll join us in just a little bit. I uh, want to get his thoughts on uh, some things happening uh, during this quarantine time. Uh, that's why I did this podcast. I want to stay fresh. Uh, I believe Billy's at the 98.5 The Sports of Studios, the Town Fair Tire Studio. So I will bring him in in just a minute. But we will uh, recap uh, WrestleMania weekend and what it was. Uh, there was a Monday Night Raw last night. Uh, also, I watched Better Call Saul. It was the best episode of the season. Um, so I'll recap that in a little bit. Uh, and of course, myself and Billy Lanny go way back. So we'll uh, we'll go back in the zone uh, in just a little bit. But feel free to um, to comment during the show. Uh, we can pull those comments right up. Myself and Billy can both see those. Uh, so if you have any questions for us here, um, you can go right to Periscope and chat those bad boys in or right to Twitter and chat those bad boys in and let us know how uh, how everything is going here. So we'll do about 40 minutes or so, uh, and uh, let's bring in William G. Lanny uh, from, from 98.5 The Sports. Uh, so, hey, Billy, quickly before I, – I, I'll introduce you, and we'll get to know you a little bit better, I, but we go way back. But So last night I was up late, dude. I, I like did the worst thing in the world. I took that, that nap at, like, 5 o'clock. You know, I'm a good like 45 minute napper. Like a triple power nap. What I lose you already? I, I'm sure. Yeah. How do I know if this is my end or yours? It's me. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so I ended up staying up late, right? And uh, I ended up watching Eight Mile. Eight nice. mile, the whole nice. thing, the whole entire thing, and I don't know what like commercial free, commercial uh, commercial free. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I I got into it a little bit because the, you, you'll you'll there you'll see me you'll see me fading in and out. I think it's my my uh, my internet in the basement. I'll I'll switch over to my laptop if that's the case. But um, I don't know. I got hyped up at the end of it though, like Papa Still? Doc. I still, like, got, still hyped. got hyped up from it. Like, it was what was Papa Doc? We all loved Eminem, and then we all thought we could be freestyle rappers afterwards. And here we are now. <laughs> literally, literally, everybody thought that. Um, right. But what was Papa Doc's deal? Like, what, he was just like a dude who, like, had a gun in the gang? 
Who, Papa Duck, the, the guy that he beat in the end, right? Yeah, but, like, I never even heard the guy rap once. No. Yeah, I don't uh, even think... Did he even rap in the movie? He might have. There wasn't a scene where he was rapping. Remember there, the, there was, like, a parking lot or something or a parking garage? Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think, in all honesty, though, if that was it, that's the only time he was rapping in that movie. Other than, And he didn't even rap in the final battle, so yes. <laughs> and then Eminem, uh, you know, beat him up and then he Silenced got his, him. He got his ass kicked. Anyways, so I watched that, and then I watched Varsity Blues, dude. Great movie. So I, I don't know. Another if, great movie. So I played high. I was like a high school football, like, you know, people yep. compared me to Billy Bob because I was fat, you know. Uh, big guy, right? Yeah, whatever. But, like, that whole movie and, like, partying in high school and shit, like, I I went to Catholic school. You went to Catholic school. But, like, we, I did. we still, you know, partied in the streets, right? Um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that, like that. No, it was never for me. It was never like that crazy. So that's my question. For the most part, it was it was like all dudes. I went to all the Catholic. It was all guys. Yeah, I, I so went. It to... wasn't like we were, we were meeting chicks in school and going to their parties and everything. It was like you had to know a person who knew a person that was having a party, you know. Yeah, and then it was co. You know, I went to co-ed schools and we had the cheerleaders or whatever. But dude, yeah, like yeah. football down in Texas, man. That's like, all I got. That I seems it. legit. Like that seems like. Around. Yeah, like the backup court. The backup quarterback is the man. The man. Like, literally, he's like this dude. Who's just, and, and what's great about that movie, and that's where I wanted to go with this, is what happened to some of those chicks? Like, Brittany Murphy's no longer with us, right? Yep, she passed away. I don't know how. Um, how. Like, I went. I remember it happened one day, and it was like, where'd Brittany? Because I remember her from Clueless. Right, right. Yeah, there was there was something up. Like, I, I, I know she had her issues, but there was a weird situation because he's either – her fiance had died a couple months before or ended up dying a couple months afterwards. So I don't know if it was substance related or not, but that man, she passed away. What seems to be like 10 years ago. Right. It, it's been a while. It, it does seem like a long, uh, a long yeah. while since and then. Who was the other girl? The girl that was, um, Mox's girlfriend, Vanderbeek's girlfriend. She was at nice. Amy, Amy she, smart. She was, Amy smart. Yeah. She yeah. was in it. Uh, our boy Tom Morgan checking in right now. Twenty-two people. Hey, this is nice. this is the second podcast, Billy. The second one. You're our first guest, or my first that's guest. That's two sides of the football. That is. That's a football. That's a football game right there. That's a football game worth of people listening and watching right now. Thanks for pointing that out, Tom. Yeah, thanks, Tom. I, I did he get his gloves yet for working out? And I, I I missed. I watched his push-up challenge and then I got, I got lost. Did he win? Yeah, he did. Uh, he did the, the Julian Edelman challenge. And uh, they were they were busting his balls about it because they were mocking his push-ups. But I think his tech, his push-ups were pretty textbook. He had his elbows tucked, his hands were in close. His, his, I'll say it: Tom Morgan's push-ups looked better than Edelman's push-ups. Really? Who? Oh, who? Yeah. Who's the best movie push-up you've ever seen? Rocky. Rocky one-handed push-ups and Rocky two. Like I mean, Next I don't question. know. Clubber <laughs> Clubber Lang looked pretty good though when he was working out. Well, Clubber Lang, Clubber Lang's Clubber Lang's workout was dirty. Like the he was surrounded by like he was in like a basement and there was like pipes leaking and he was his pull-up bar was just two ropes attached to a pipe. You know what I mean? This was <laughs> this was pretty hardcore. So just going back to the chicks though, um, the yep. whipped cream bikini, the whipped cream bikini girl. Whatever happened to her? Yeah. Never, never, uh, what the hell was she in? She might have done other things. She was in, uh, I think she did the final, she did like the first two Final Destination movies. Okay. I can't remember. Allie, Allie Larder, L A R T E R, I think mm. it might be. But yeah, I remember she did the Final Destination movies and I can't remember what else. Yeah. And then the teacher was the stripper. That was awesome. Um, 
Mox went on that. What's another word for penis? And he just like went on this like diatribe. Oh yeah, just started rattling them off. <laughs> and then like, teacher was shocked because he wouldn't stop. He just kept going. And, and dude, like Kim Basinger, man. Like she did Wayne's oh, World, right? Eight Mile. Eight Mile. Yeah. She she was in eight, uh, Wayne's World with Garth. Yeah, second um, Wayne's World. You know, let me be that was frank. Wayne's World too. Yep. And then yeah, yeah right. What else was she? She I know she was in the Tom Wait, Petty was video. That World too? Yeah, it was. Wait, that was definitely Wayne's It was World Wayne's World too that she was in. Yeah, and then it was the uh, Last Dance with Mary Jane video. And then she had to be like a wife in something else, or a girlfriend in something else too, right? Oh, well, she Bat- was in the. She was in the first. She was in the first Keaton Batman. Batman. Yep. She was Vicky Vale in that. I mean, this there's, there's probably a million things you could think of. I don't know how many I've seen, but she's aged very well. Yeah. Well, we'll get into your thoughts on what's been happening with quarantine, Billy. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm stuck at home. Last night I was watching. Uh, like I said, I got got into Eight Mile, and then Varsity Blues happened, and Coach Kilmer. Never liked Coach Kilmer, yeah. but John. No, you Vo- didn't like him, huh? Not nah, hell no. He like yeah, it was. He, he wouldn't make you want to run through a wall. Well, he probably would have like I would have probably smashed him with my hand. I, I don't know. Maybe I I probably would have tackled him. I would have pulled a mox. I would have pulled a mox. He had the quality drugs too. He had some That's quality right. painkillers. You know, like Lan- you know Lance I mean? Harvey. If Lance was out there on a busted knee, those drugs were obviously pretty good if you didn't realize how bad it was. Yeah, the doctor came out and was like, I don't even know how he's playing. Looked at his knee. It's right. all messed up. Right. Florida right. State. And the father's all like, what about FSU? He's like, oh, he's out two years. He's got a year and a half minimum. <laughs> like, and, the girl, and the girl was out quick, too. Quick. Quick. Like, she was hitting on mocks when they ride home from the hospital. <laughs> like, she jumped right to the starting quarterback with the quickness. Uh, so we got our, our timekeeper here, Tom Morgan, uh, who's actually working a job right now. Who's working a job right now? He is. He hey. is. Hold on a second. Let's see if I can do this. Let's see if we can do this. I'm going to take you with me. Here. Yeah. If you look over. This is the town for entire studios. You really can't see it, but Tom is like somewhere there. Tom is like right, uh, right above my fat fingers where Tom is. So he's only two rooms away from us and busting our balls. All right, Billy. So I got a couple of things I want to get uh, to you about, but um, quickly, we go back, man, uh, to 1510 The Zone, uh, which is a radio station that uh, had a 50,000-watt station. Um, At the time, it was a competitor to WEEI. It was was a competitor. Um, Yeah, competitor is really strong. It was another option. Yeah, and second option is. And I think to say we're we're competitive is is wrong, but we were we were definitely an alternative if you were a little burnt out from EEI. There you go. Um, We got there a little late, uh, but uh, Chad Finn of the Globe, who interviewed us, um, didn't see our names in there though. I didn't Uh, either. (laughs) <laughs> didn't see our name in there. Uh, Hopefully, we provided some information that helped with the story. Hopefully, we were able to fill in some gaps, even though we weren't in there. So, fifteen ten back in the day had the Celtics rights. Uh, Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell were the, the play-by-play team. Still, uh, Grandy, I believe, was like a like a update guy or something um, at the time, and there were heavy hitters there. You know, Sean McDonough, Mike Adams had, had a show there. Um, then all of a sudden, there yep. were the, the diehards. Uh, I think were you hired right. Anthony Pepe as well? I was I was there um I was there just I think it was starting to slow down for them. You know, I was uh, my first internship was with the Diehards. I met with uh John Anik. John Anik interviewed me. John Anik gave me the job. And then my internship 
I was working the last half of Eddie Andelman's show and then all of the diehards. So it was like from two to, it was like from probably like two to seven, I think, when my eye was there. So I was, uh, yeah, I got to see a lot of stuff there, especially, you know, my first time in radio, seeing how the business operates. It was pretty wild. How'd you get into radio, Billy? Like, did you go to school? I got into radio. Because, did you go to school? Yeah, okay. yeah I went. I went, to, I went to a school that no longer exists. It stemmed, the, the school was the Art Institute of Brookline. You know, it was one of those Art Institute schools, so it was a lot of those classes and stuff. So it used to be a Northeastern program, which turned into, I believe, MassCom, which turned into the Art Institute. So I went to the Art Institute and got a degree in radio broadcasting there. And then you all of a sudden you went over to 1510, and uh, you mentioned that Die Hards crew? Uh, yeah. What's John Anik doing these days? John Anik's killing it in UFC, play-by-play guy. The best part about that is not only seeing him be as successful as he is, but seeing those videos that come out when him and Joe Rogan, I, I don't know the other guy's name, I don't know, they make these calls and just a camera is like, just like this. And they just lose their mind. Somebody gets laid out. It's the best part about it. Yeah, the the one recently when the uh, uh, was it we the we fight I believe it was uh, that just happened the the women's fight which was awesome uh, it was a great fight that day but don't mind me I'm just trying to relocate so I can plug my phone in no it's it's all it's all good here um, so Billy's a part of ninety eight five the sports hub uh, he's a producer for the Felger and Maz program uh, the Felger and Maz yep. program uh, is uh, obviously one of the number one uh, you know sports shows in, Bo- in Boston or in the country uh, for that matter. But going back to the zone, Bill, I want to ask you this. Um, So I started at 1510. um, I got an internship. I worked a morning show. That's how I met you. You were a producer. I was an intern at the time. I wanted to get a job, so they hired me. So we were both board ops and producers at the station, but you were the producer for my first show, The Sports Blast. So I guess I want your opinion, and you can be honest here, be unfiltered. What did you think when you saw Joey Murr and his crew come in for the first time? What, you and your crew? Yeah. Is that what you said? It broke up a little bit there. No, I said, what were your thoughts no, when I you first excited. saw Joey Murr and that crew come in? Uh, the crew was great because there was, there, was there was you and your crew, and then there was the Young Guns crew. You know those guys. So I was used to these guys coming in four people deep. Nobody really – no name I've ever heard of. But it was fun. It was fun. You had your accent has cleaned up over the years. You know, you your accent. I don't say it was really ever as thick as mine, but you had a pretty good Boston accent for a while. So I remember that. And then I just remember the the cast of crew you brought in. There was Brian Bacon, Pete Eagles, Danny Farentino, uh, your boy Jala, whose claim to fame was the fact that he was on uh, Deal or No Deal and won a dollar. I think that's what the story was with that guy, right? Yeah. So uh, it was fun. I mean, like I said, it was. It was fun for all of us because we looked at it as make our mistakes. You know, I, I that's how I look at 1510. 1510, the zone for me was a great experience because it allowed me to screw things up and find ways to fix them. And that's and when you're a producer in radio, that's that's pretty much the main thing is like something's going to go wrong, but how can you recover from it? Yeah, nobody will ever understand that. Uh, everyone's doing podcasts. Everyone's doing podcasts. So nobody knows the grind of actually doing, you know, sports talk radio and in production and something goes wrong with the board or the commercials don't work. Right. Or some, all of a sudden there's dead air and the buttons don't work and you got to call an engineer and it's like, what do we do? 
Like people yep. don't know those things about radio anymore. Right. See, that's the thing. The way I look at it is you, you can, um, nobody bats a thousand, you know, nobody bats a thousand when they work in the board, but the best thing to do is just know how to recover from those mistakes. If you can recover and the audience listening has no idea there's chaos going on, you're doing something right. All right. And then you left 1510 and went straight to 98 Father Sports Hub. Right to the hub. hub. Yeah, it was, uh, it was funny. The day I found out that Sports Hub was going to be a thing was I walked into the 1510 and on the kitchen table area, there was there was the Herald that said that BCN was switching over. And it was that same day that Anthony Pepe came up to me and he said, listen, reach out to this guy. Oh, let him know who you are. Send your resume and maybe they can get you in there. And that guy was Chachi LaPrette. So I mm. reached out to Chachi LaPrette. Chachi. Yeah, Chachi passed my information on to Mike Thomas, and then uh, I reached out to Mike Thomas, and Mike Thomas gave me an interview, and I've been with uh, Felgram Mass since day one. Since day one, Billy and Lanny, uh, a part of uh, Felger and Maz, um, and he's been there for 13 years now, and one of the number one, uh, or if not, one of the number one uh, radio shows in the country here. All right, Billy, let's get past all that here. Uh, we just had WrestleMania 36 this week. What, what were your overall thoughts? And, and just remember, we're in a time right now where, like, we need fresh content. So yep. just overall, what were your thoughts on WrestleMania 36? It's, you know, it, putting in the fact that it was WrestleMania aside, my biggest issue has just been the no crowd. You know, um, wrestlers feed off the crowd. So when they don't have that, it kind of takes away from it. You know, McIntyre winning the belt the other night was, you know, kind of sucked because I'm a Lesnar guy. But to hold the title for the first time and, like, stand up on the turnbuckle and give, like, a scream to nobody, just it just it didn't feel right. You know, I get it that they're, they're doing their best they can to keep us entertained, but part of it is just crowd reaction. So if these guys are cutting promos and there's no crowd oohing and iron in the back that it makes it kind of awkward, you know. And um, the thing was, was everybody loved the Undertaker styles match and everybody loved the John Cena Wyatt thing. And, you know, I saw, I saw the Undertaker styles thing live on Saturday, but I didn't see the Cena thing on Sunday because my internet was crapping out. So it kept cutting out. So I just lost patience with it. So I went back and I watched the Cena match last night and I watched the Lesnar match last night. And I thought the, the story they told with the Cena Wyatt thing was awesome. My issue was there was no real match attached to it. Like, you had a perfect, like, promo. Like, remember back in the day, they'd be like, here's how we got to where we are. And that was, like, a perfect way to do it. But the problem was the match was, I don't know if it was even a match. And that's what I that's what bothered me is, like, you told this amazing story of how Cena got here, how Bray Wyatt got here, how Cena changed Bray Wyatt into who he is. And then it just kind of ended with the Mandible Claw and Bray Wyatt counting the three count and Cena disappearing. So I loved the story they told and how they acted it out. A little corny and cheesy, but I enjoyed it. But I would have liked an actual match, even if the match was a quick one, even if like Wyatt went out there and stomped him in 10 seconds. At least I would have had like a bell, a three count and a bell, you know? Yeah, like both of them get in the ring and then the movie happens and then we have a finish. Pretty much. And then the fight starts and then as soon right. And then the movie brings you back to them standing in the ring and then the bell rings and they fight. But again, like the story, I liked how they told the story again. This is the, this is the stuff they're going to be able to do without audiences and being able to pre-record stuff, they're going to have more of these, I think, movie-style presentations. Which I think they're very good at. They're very good at telling stories and doing right. the movies or whatever. So I thought that it was fresh content. 
I enjoyed it, but there were some the championship matches were literally an F. Like you can't yeah. give either match even a D. You know what I mean? Like the, the the Goldberg match was sucked, and there was no explanation of why Roman Reigns wasn't out. There was no explanation at all. Oh, what was there? They they on all of a sudden on, on SmackDown on Friday night it was like, hey, so a new match: Braun versus Goldberg. Yeah. No mention about right. Roman. Yeah. What I what I liked about the the two title matches, and this is just the old school meathead in me, was that those both those title matches were just two giant guys trying to end it quick. And that's what I loved about it. It wasn't anything fancy. There wasn't any real storytelling to it. It was like with the Strowman Goldberg match, he's like, all right, I'm going to try to take you out with spears. That didn't work. And then Strowman's like, all right, well, I'm going to take you out with power slams. And that worked, you know? And then when you get to Lesnar and uh, Lesnar and McIntyre, it was basically the same thing. F5, 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 Claymore, F5, Claymore. You know what I mean? There was just, it was almost like, like both matches were like the home run derbies of title matches. I think both matches were under 10 minutes combined. Um, which, oh yeah, which oh, is yeah. terrible. I think the, I think Lesnar was definitely under five, and yeah, uh, Goldberg Strowman wasn't much longer. Have you seen any results of how many people watched Mania yet? I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna say there's had to be like over a million people. He uh, said. I thought they said the ratings were pretty good. I think they said they had more viewers probably based on the network last year, uh, this year than they did last yeah. year. Plus, think about seventy thousand people, people tuning in just, just did something different. Yeah, and I, I go every you know, year. Right. So, so they, a lot of that work out. You guys had your tickets. Yeah, we got t- we got refunded. Had your tickets, had your flights, and everything, and then what? Just canceled. We, we got refunded, but they they refunded us cash for the tickets. Uh, but the yeah. the flights go to a bank. So like it's like a credit. Well, you were going. You were going down there. You had a, a wedding in Florida. I, dude, I was already I was already committed. Yeah, I was already you were committed. There regardless. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, n- 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 nothing ended up happening as well. But I will say this for those who, like, just are fans in general, WrestleMania is, like, literally the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Saturday, yeah. Saturday's WrestleCon, Sunday's Mania, then you got the Monday Night Raw the next day. What's great about next year is it's in L.A. So you could go to yeah. Hollywood, you can go to LA, you can go to Vegas after. So, like, next year, dude, mm-hmm. like, I- I'm going, I'm doing it up, man. Like, it's 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 where it's going to be after <laughs> Uh, take advantage because you missed this year. Yeah, I know. It's quickly, all I, the money you saved this year will go towards next year's. Literally, or SummerSlam, um, which is right. still still up in the air. Did Did you watch Monday Night Raw? Usually, that's like one of the biggest ones of the year, the the Raw after Mania. And I actually thought it was horrible. It was terrible. Um, I ended up like I, I, I barely, I barely watched. I I flipped to it at uh, eight o'clock, and they opened with uh, Liv Morgan versus Oscar. I'm like, all right, I'll check back in later. And then when I checked back in, it was a tag match, which turned into a three-way tag match or a triple match, whatever the hell you call yeah. it, with uh, the Street Profits and um, what's her name, Belair, the girl that can whip yeah. people with her hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch in to see the rest of it or whatever. Spoiler alert! I Nia checked Jack. out after that. Like Nia for the Jack. most part, I'm flipping back and forth. Like, oh, I saw she came back. Yeah. Nia Jax came back, and uh, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, it's again, it's it's tough for me to watch without the crowd because a lot of it is, like I said, these wrestlers are performing for these people. So when those people aren't there, it kind of takes a little away from it, you know. Yep. Like uh, the surprise returns. Nia Jax coming back, the place would have blown up. McIntyre winning the title, the place would have blown up, you know. The one thing that happened on Raw last night was they they had an interview from McIntyre after Mania, and the Big Show yep. comes out with a ref, and Big Show and McIntyre actually fought. And for so that, 
I was going to say, for a moment there, I thought that they were going to put the belt on Big Show. Oh, could you even imagine? Could you even imagine? Like, Vomit! Not even a, a five-minute title reign. So they didn't show that Sunday night, right? Or they didn't show it. No, they didn't show it Sunday night. Not right, because I saw everything on the internet. It's like, oh, Drew McIntyre's uh, first title defense was the Big Show, and it was, you know, minutes afterwards or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't know where the hell they showed it or how you would have seen it. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't cool. Let's just say it was they, but Hey, they're going forward, man. They're like the only thing that's still, yeah. that's still happening. So Friday night, we'll get something new. Monday, we'll get some fresh content. We'll get AEW on Wednesday night as well. So we'll move on from wrestling. This came in from Reek, yep. Billy. What's your job behind the scenes at Felgram uh, You're a what? All right. You could say I'm in a, uh, an assistant producer. So I handle, uh, well, I got screen calls when we don't have an intern. I take care of all the audio that goes up online, any podcasts you listen to, any kind of uh, nutshell type stuff. I handle all the web content for the show and then whatever production that falls off Jay Stu's plate falls on to me. So I guess you could say I'm an assistant producer focusing on production of, you know, the show, just the, uh, getting stuff online, the online content. The director of communications. Right, right. They call me the director of communications. It's a, It sounds a lot fancier than the title actually is. All right, Billy. So we'll move on. And cool. If people want to chat in too, uh, this is what it looks like. Your chat comes in. I click on it, and then uh, we can both see it. I got this fancy hardware now um, nice. to kind of show how how things. I look. like that question though. You're a what? <laughs> <laughs> so who are you? Who are I'm you? Not, getting... I'm not much, Reek. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Reek. All I can think of is were you, were you a Game of Thrones guy? I wasn't. No. All right. Yeah, you wouldn't. You would, you wouldn't. No, it's it. one of the shows everybody's you seen would. and everybody loves, and I, I never got into it. Same thing with like the Tiger King. I think I'll watch it at some point, but I just haven't yet. Oh, so I'm played out by the Tiger King uh, memes. Like out, I don't need any more memes. No, uh, you don't it, enjoy a good meme. No, I do, but it's like, come on now. It was great <laughs> for the week that we were quarantined, and it was like everyone needs to watch it. And we're on three weeks yeah. now, right? We're going, we're going on four weeks now. Right. Yeah. Three, I mean, when, I, when, I mean, I know, I even know you drive, you drive to the office every day. I'm there two days a week, but like I put jeans on once in a month. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, no, I, I, yesterday I officially, uh, Oh, I was going to ask you this shorts. today. I was going to ask, when do you switch over <laughs> to the shorts, Billy Lanny? Well, me and Jay Stu talk about it all the time. Jimmy switched over last week, which I was very impressed by. And I told him that my biggest thing is, is once I go to shorts, I don't want to go back to pants. So I think we might be at that point now. I think yesterday was the first day. Today's very nice. I think you're going to get a little chilly and a little rainy, but I think I'm still going to be wearing shorts. All right, Billy, would you say you're a homebody? Like you, someone who likes to yeah. stay at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part, I would say, yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I'm enjoying the social distancing. And as much as it sucks, I'm kind of enjoying places being closed so I could just kind of sit and chill, you know, and putter around the apartment you know yeah, i get a little crazy sometimes but I, I i enjoy it i'm enjoying being at home are you a cook do you cook at home i do i cook a little bit you know but nothing too crazy my um my girlfriend was laid off uh, a couple weeks ago so she's been like baking like crazy so like last week i came home one day there were banana muffins all over the kitchen and then one day there were peanut butter cookies all over the kitchen. And then I was like, listen, I was like, you got to find another hobby during this unemployment because I'm going to be a thousand pounds by the time we can go back outside. Somehow I've lost. But, uh, yeah, she does a... yeah, no kidding. I, no, I you know what it was because you're not going out to eat. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? When you... 
That's what I think it is. That's what I assume it is because you're going out shopping, you're only getting the essentials, and it turns out that the essentials you're getting aren't terrible for you. So it's it's you're saving money that way, and then you're eating stuff because you only want to get the foods that you desperately need. True. You're not loading up on Doritos and all those things. You know what I mean? You're getting the foods you like, your survival foods. All right, Billy. Not your, not your enjoyable snacks. So that brings up um, my next question here. Now, in relation in relationships, right? To me, yep. it, it seems like most arguments happen because you need to decide on where to eat. Like, oh my god! Yep. Where do you want? Where do you want to go tonight? Eh, eh, whatever you want. You say you want, you know, pasta, and it's like, no, nah, I can't eat pasta. Too many carbs. You know, okay, right. well, you know, let's, let's get fried clams. No, 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 we can't do anything fried. Nope, nothing fried. Yeah, and I don't want a salad. And I don't want pizza. You know, and it's like, <laughs> well, what do you want? You know, and it's like, it's yep. like, a, it's an argument. You know, so I, I so demand with, this. Um, I, I right. real quick, I demand this. When this quarantine finally, when we can actually go to restaurants, you better know where you want to go. You better have a top yeah. five list. We're going here one day, going here oh, the yeah, next, yeah. and there the next. So I ask you this, William, yeah, where is the first yes, place sir. you want to go when this quarantine ends? Kowloon. I'm going to the Kowloon. I'm going to Fuddruckers. I'm going to uh, the Fat Cat in Quincy. Hmm. I'm going to uh, La Paloma is another place in Quincy I enjoy. Hmm. And then five, I don't know. I don't know what five is, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to. Whatever weight I don't put on during it, I'm going to put on immediately after it, just from going catching up on those places I haven't been in a while. Just based off the, you could do a whole Route One tour. You could, yeah, yeah, exactly. You go to the Loon. You can hit up Fuddruckers. You could go to uh, the Border Cafe if you wanted to. Yep. yep. Which Fud is good. Is right there. La Paloma is a little, you know, a little more local. I would say. Not a fan. No, I like oh, it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Just because I. You know, we've been in we've been in Quincy for about five years now, and that's one of the places we really enjoy. And right near the La Paloma is a ninety nine, so you have options. Uh, favorite quarantine snack, Billy Lanny. What has been my favorite quarantine snack? You know, in all honesty, Joe, my snacks really haven't changed much. You know, I try to keep to the my normal snacks that I eat Monday through Friday. Once the weekend rolls around, it's more of like what are we cooking for dinner as opposed to what are we going to snack on. Um. So if I mean if I could pick if I let's say what the hell have I been working? I don't think there's anything in particular. Sadly, there isn't. Like I said, my 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 snagging. I've tried to keep it as normal as I can, just so I don't go crazy while I'm home. Knowing that I'm at home, I'd be like, all right, let me get Doritos. Go get these chips. Let me go get these. But I'm trying to like keep a, keep my wits about me in the sense of trying not to eat too many terrible things while I'm home. So I don't have a particular snack for you. Another comment coming in. I like on air Billy too, and Billy's uh, been a been a co-host on the weekends on ninety eight five. This morning. I have, I have. I was, I was do. I worked with you. I've worked with Marshall Hook. I was lucky enough to work with Hadi, and then I did a, uh, I did a few weeks with Ryan Johnson. All, all of them were good because I enjoyed, I enjoyed getting in there with different people. Like I've known all you guys for so long, but I've never worked with you guys like that way. You know, I've always been on the other side of the glass working side. And because it allowed me to learn other people's tendencies and how other people do things, you know, you kind of learn how a person wraps up their take and when you have to jump in and stuff like that. So I was enjoying learning that. And, uh, you know, hopefully when all this chaos ends, I can get some more run at it. Well, I do think, you know, the one thing I, I love about the sports hub is it has a little bit more authentic sounding people. 
Yeah. Um, like you know, we're, we're from we're from here. Like we're, right. we're we're two dudes that are from here, from the area. A lot of people our age, like we have the same, probably the same opinions on on some things. But yeah, yeah most of these other guys are all these educated, you know, college. college. Oh, I went I went to the Syracuse, yeah. uh, you know, whatever they call that new house, yeah, yeah. whatever. It's like what, dude. Right. And, um, but that's that's the one thing I'd, I'd say that uh, you bring to the table is that it's a little more. Yeah. And so my thing is, is if we're having just a regular conversation, I tend to mumble and talk fast. But when I got on the air, I learned that I didn't really have to worry about my accent if I just kind of slowed down and just talked a little bit slower. Then it wouldn't have mattered that like my ahs were non-existent or ing words didn't exist, you know. So because I was in school and the lady I had for voice and articulation was a bitch, man. She was all over me all semester. And it got to the point where I was able to put the ahs in my sentences and put my ings at the end of words, but it was taken away from my own personality. So I didn't feel comfortable doing it. So when I realized that, you know, she made me sound like I was never going to be able to get on the radio, that's when I took a liking to the production part of it. I liked being able to create bits. I like being able to cut sound. I like being able to know that I can cut something up and then within 30 seconds, it could be played in the headlines. So I, I got my kicks from radio that and doing it that. And, um, you know, it's been good because when Rick, our new PD asked me if I was interested in doing it, I said, yeah, let's, let's give it a try. You know, obviously I was nervous about it, but like I've worked with such great people, including you. And like I said, hook Ryan Johnson and Hottie that it made it real easy and very comfortable. I was surprised how quick the shows went by when I was on. frozen yeah i tried i tried years ago billy i saw it i was like you can be a host someday william <laughs> those are, i remember there was a show I, I can't i wish i knew the date but you were doing a remote and you had bertrand on oh yeah that so was like I worked, technically worked with like both years before you were we were here literally yep uh that was actually a it was at copperfields <laughs> in boston nice, I, yep. I, and for some people who don't know this um when I started in radio, um, you know, I chased down sponsors. So essentially, I paid to be on the radio. I uh, there was an hourly rate to be on the air, and I went and met sponsors in the area, and that's how that's how a lot of guys make it. That's how I mean, I needed the reps. They weren't going to let a punk kid from Hyde Park with a bad Boston accent on the air. It just wasn't going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? So you know that that's what was the. Um... What the hell was it? There was a Super Bowl Sunday that you were having all kinds of issues. Oh, uh, yeah. Was it like some bar in Everett or whatever? And well, I couldn't figure was out it how. Everett to... or was it? I, was, what was, I thought you did one over by. Um, Is that Chelsea? Wasn't there a small. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Billy, Billy, whoever wanted to pay for me to be there, I was there. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, I could, I could thank countless restaurants, car washes, ice cream joints, like you name it, flower shops. Oh, whenever there was a holiday, man, I was like, what can we get for this holiday? Oh, Easter's coming. Let's get yeah, those yeah, yeah. let's get those buffets going. You know, like but that's how I got into sale. I was a sales guy, you know. You had to do whatever you had to do. Yeah. Um, so people checking in, Syracuse sucks. Um, sports yeah, we, co- sports casting robots. Uh the fun house or the boneyard nice. Which I'm which one do you like? House. I like the yeah, me too. house better than the boneyard one. The boneyard like the the fun house, I know I accepted what it was. Like I knew this was gonna be corny, I knew it was gonna be that and but you hit a boneyard match. I'm like, all right, but that I thought they put too much work into the boneyard match, you know. I read somewhere that it took them eight hours to film that, so they put some serious work into it and I just I didn't like the movie style of the fight. Like 
it's wrestling. I just want to see regular matches if they're outdoors or indoors. But, you know, you kind of – we understand it's all predetermined and fake, but you kind of – it kind of sucks when you see, like, how much work they went into to put that match together. You know, it's it was it's good for them. Like you said, they, they have the crew to do it. They have the talent to do it. It's just – it's to me, it's not really wrestling, not real wrestling. All right, Billy, I know I've kept you longer, but we got some questions here. So – uh, what show have you, what show have you binge watched the most uh, in quarantine? Um, I wouldn't say the most, but I rewatched uh, the People versus OJ Simpson, the FX Netflix had it on, and I I flew through that thing like it, that was ten episodes, roughly an hour. I got it done. I started it a Friday night and I wrapped it up Sunday afternoon. Like if there was because there, there's been really nothing on, so I'm like, all right, I might as well watch the next episode, and then. You know, it gives you the thing. At one point, it was like, "Are you still watching?" I'm like, "Yes, I am still. I am still watching that." But other than that, it's it's the regular stuff. By the time I get out of here, there's always an office rerun on that I'm watching, or I'm checking in on wrestling. You know, uh, my girlfriend loves Pox and Rec, so we've been rewatching that. Um, but for the most part, like I said, I haven't I haven't gotten into the Lion King yet. Not the Lion King, the, t- Tiger, <laughs> the King. Tiger King. Yeah. I haven't watched Tiger King yet. I'm letting I'm waiting for the buzz to die down a little yeah. bit because I feel. Like, it's, there's so much buzz around it. And I don't deny that it's good, but I feel there's so much buzz that I'm going to be disappointed by it, even though everybody who I say that to is like, no, no, it's going to be – it's pretty wild. So I'm going to let the buzz die down on that, and then I'll get into that and be able to watch it without any other people telling me how great it is. Why, how about you? Is there anything you've been watching? Uh, I've been – so I've been watching a little bit of The Sopranos again um, just to, like, keep it keep it going. The, the yep. There are these cooking shows. There's this one. It's Girl Meets Farm. Don't ask me where yeah. I found it, where it came from, but man, that girl no. can cook, and she's yeah, giving yeah. she's, giving me, she's giving me ideas, man. But it's all baked goods, though. It's not like you know, yeah, it's all yeah. baked goods. Um, and then I like yeah, I, baked goods guy. You rather? Well, I I prefer a meal, but dude, I love oh, right, right. Love sweets. Um, Shit's Creek. Uh, the new season isn't that great. I've been watching that, and uh, yeah, somebody told me about that with uh, what's his name, Eugene Levy's in it. Him it's good. In it. It's it's actually yeah, very heard, very good show. The new seasons, it's you know, it's like how you are with you like a show, but the season's not that you know. So I whatever. It's it's a good show. I'd, I'd suggest watching it. Um, and then I've I watched McMillions. That was okay. Um, you know about the yeah, how many parts was that? That was six was long that. though. It could have been, it could have been condensed, you know. Um, and that was what? That was the whole monopoly thing, the monopoly scandal. Yeah, it was interesting, but at the same time, it was like I didn't need six episodes. So yeah. I got to work. I, I do. That's why I did this podcast because I'm like I got to do something to take out my time at this point. Right, um, right, right. All the stuff you're watching, you got to talk about it somewhere. Exactly. Uh, best your, can- your wife will only listen to you so much. Literally, and we're in different rooms. Um, best <laughs> hand good. Uh, best canned good is uh, anything Chef Boyardee, whether it's uh, meat raviolis, beefaroni, or spaghetti and meatballs in a can is what I'm going with. I agree. I got that Campbell's Chunky. I was talking about that yesterday. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loaded up on soups, too. When this whole thing happened, I'm like, all right, like, me and my girlfriend, we didn't go into panic mode, but, like, we shop on Saturday, so every Saturday we grab, like, a little bit more of something, you know? So it wasn't uh, ever really an enormous carriage full of stuff, like, for our uh, panic room or anything, but each week we got a little sum, and that was how it was. It was Chef Boyardee, and then we loaded up on soups. I went with the Progresso Italian Wedding Soup. Ooh, Italian Wedding, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little meatballs in it. The, yeah, pasta fagioli. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best frozen food. 
Oh, say it one more time. Best, fr- best frozen food. Oh, Hot Pockets. Without a doubt. Hot Pockets, ham and cheese, or uh, pepperoni pizza. Pepperoni, dude. Oh, yep. love the pepperoni. I, like, I eat them like a weirdo, too. I peel the top off of it, and I'll eat the top shell. And then I take the bottom one and basically like fold it like a piece of pizza and eat it like that. Uh, the McDonald's style of eating. Uh, dude, I fold that thing and crush it. And it's all microwave. I can't do the oven. Nice. It's better in the oven. I just yeah. can't wait. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I, like, I was a stoner. The pain in the ass of preheating. I was a stoner for years. So it's like, I'm not waiting on the oven. Was? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I can't wait on the oven. Oh, preheat that bitch yeah. for seven minutes and then put it in there for 10? I can't right. wait 17 minutes. What's awesome is, and me and my brother got one for my parents, is an air fryer. Mm. So we got them like uh, a ninja a ninja four-in-one air fryer type thing. So you can literally just throw things. You set the timer and it goes. And it's, and it's crispy too, which I'm amazed by. Like I don't mean to sound like an infomercial, but those air fryers are legit. It's like a Quiznos. It just always has that thing running. You know, when they pop that right, thing, the, heat, the, heat, the heat's always going and fanning it around. Like, we've been just going there and checking on my parents, and we just throw something in there. Whatever they have in their freezer, it's like, all right, let's see how long it takes to cook this now. So, but yeah, the air fryer is worth the money if you want to get one, dude. It's it's worth it. couple more here, Billy. Uh, the McDonald's challenge, we've seen people uh, attempt it. Um, yep. I can do it, and I don't want to brag about it. I don't even need to. Like, listen, I'm, I'm that kind of guy that I don't need to show you I can do it. I can do that under 90 yep. minutes. Are you that confident? I, here's my thing. I see the photo, and from the people I saw do it online, who the hell did it? I saw Jay King attempt it, and there was um, – who was the other one? Oh, what was the guy's name? Either way, like, I look at the photo, and I don't think those are large fries and large sodas. And those guys did it with large fries and large sodas. So that's why I think they – I think if it was four medium sodas, two medium fries, and those burgers and nuggets – Plus, you got to look the at the key, cups. Those the, cups were paper cups. They weren't. They weren't the big, heavy-duty plastic cups they get when you get a large. Right. They were the medium paper cups. Yeah. But I think uh, if it was large, I'd be able to do it. I could definitely do it as mediums. Yeah. Um, the key is to eat fast and don't think. Just and I need my dipping sauces. You know. Yeah, yeah. If I'm allowed dipping uh, sauces, that that makes it even easier. Uh, so you fa- go quick, like you try to. Yeah, I I eat as fast you as I can. Pace it out. No, I'd probably like. Well, I eat fast anyway. Like I'm a, I'm a Viking when it comes to eating. It's like a, I my, eat standing up. I eat fast. It's bad. My brain doesn't process when I'm full. You know what I'm saying? That's why I feel like shit after I eat. Because right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm like Joe, you just it's just sitting in your esophagus and still trying to process where it wants to go. Right. You know. Um, right. That's you eating with your eyes. Literally. <laughs> yeah, and then the 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 drink is just trying to push it down a little more. Um, right. Right. Thoughts on disposable gloves and masks in public? Uh, it's it's where we are. Like, I never thought, and I still I still don't wear them. I mean, I probably should, but it's kind of, you know, especially after the, the, I think it was the mayor, the governor recommended everybody doing it. I think when I shop this week, it'll be the first weekend that I'm in gloves and masks. You know, because I, I don't need them. Like, not that I don't need them, but I'm only around my girlfriend, and I'm around the same co-workers I've been around with for the past month and a half. So, the group of people I've like been exposed to has been small as it is. And when I go shopping, everybody surprisingly has been pretty good about keeping their distance. And every place I go to, they got markings on the floor. So when you're in line, you know how to keep your distance. And I mean, that's all I really can do. Like I said, this might be the first weekend that I wear a mask and, and by mask, I'll probably just throw a bandana over my mouth. You know, I, I don't, 
I'm not going to try to go track down a bunch of surgical masks. I know, like, they say you can get away with, like, a little makeshift bandana, so I might do that. But How throw, about you? you throw the shit away. Oh, I saw your tweet. Throw the shit away. Don't just toss it in a oh, carriage dude. or whatever. It got out of the store. Like, people are literally, like, loading up their cars, and then before they get in, they're taking it off and just throwing it on the ground. That's what's driving me nuts more than anything. Like, it's bad, too, because there are so many places that need these things, and you're just being wasteful with them, you know? There are people that would murder to have your gloves and your mask, and you just use them one for a quick trip in the store and then leave them in the parking lot. It's gross. People are assholes. Literally. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on the show Hard Knocks? The reason why I ask is, announced today that both L.A. teams, the Rams and the Chargers, will be on if there is a summer camp. Uh, what are your thoughts on the mm. show Hard Knocks? Uh, it was all right. I enjoyed the um, I enjoyed the Rex Ryan year just because it's you know he's a character and there was the whole like waiting for Rivas to show back up aspect. Um, Brian Cox was good in the Atlanta one, but for the most part, that's that's really it. I don't really have many other memories of it. I probably I, didn't, I don't even know who did it last year. I didn't watch last year, and I probably won't check in on the LA teams this year. Was it the Raiders with Antonio Brown? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, it was the Raiders because they, they were hoping for a big thing with the announcement to Vegas and Gruden and Antonio Brown and all that stuff. So, yeah, it was Oakland, now Vegas. A um, couple of people checking in on some food. Deviled Ham, Progresso. Must uh, be an aristocrat, nice. Which soda would you select which if soda? you had a soda? Uh, Pepsi, Pepsi over Coke. I'm a classic Pepsi guy. Mm, see, I, I so I only drink diet soda now. It's because I yeah. <laughs> I love sugar, and uh, like I love ginger ale is my right, favorite. Right. Ginger ale, favorite drink. Oh, ginger ale is awesome. Oh, yeah, Canada I, Dry, just Canada Dry. Everything else is garbage. You know what's funny? You ever been on an airplane? They give me Seagrams. The hell, Seagrams ginger ale. Yeah, <laughs> Seagram's a drink. Like well, trapped in a group for six hours, just stuck uh, with whatever they got. It's, it's true. And then there's like the 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 non the like no name brand. It's like what the hell is this shit? Um, well, no, you know I'll tell you. It goes Canada Dry, and then I would put I would put Polar Ginger Ale ahead of Schweppes. Polar's very good. Polar, because Polar's got like those. They I don't think they might still have. They have like the nice one liter bottles that you yeah. can grab and go. Like the old Pepsi Big Slams they used to sell with Shaq. Love those. Whatever happened to the Big Slam? Is it now just a uh, liter I think now? It's, I, I don't even know if they sell them in liters. Because what had happened is like there was the Big Slam, but I, th I think I think Coke companies eventually started doing the 20-ounce bottle. So they scratched the one liters, went with 20 ounces, and then 20-ounce, two-liter were your only options. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, Shaq had the Big Slam. There was Mountain Dew Big Slams, too. Yeah, yeah. Yep, same I company. Because it was Pepsi, though. And then... Mountain Dew used to get me wired as a kid. Like I would eat Mountain Dew, and I would be off the walls because yeah. that is just for some reason the caffeine in that seems seemed to have hit me hotter than any other soda ever. Dude, Jolt, Jolt Cola. That was just that <laughs> Jolt was Cola the... was just obnoxious. Used to drink that, that shit before football games. That was just kids looking for a rush. <laughs> Literally before football games, it was like, what are we gonna do for a buzz today? It was, it was Jolt was Jolt was the Red Bull before Red Bull literally um yeah yeah now red bull is uh i can't i can't do red bull any, unless i'm drinking like stoli or i'm out in vegas or whatever so like you you, you don't do sugar-free red bulls not anymore no no oh I, say, well, what do you do to put a little pep in your step do you drink coffee coffee now yeah starbucks yeah, you know what's yeah, funny yeah. is starbucks oh, right, right, yeah. starbucks is closed here locally here um i know there's a few like people in the south shore tell me that they're open but we live no, like north of the city. Starbucks, so, really? 
Yeah, it's not open on Route One, dude. There's like three different ones. Nope, and uh, I, I, on my way down Route One, none of them are open. I don't even know if the one next to our station station's right? open. The one within the one that's within the supermarket. Yeah. I think it is though. I was, I was gonna say I thought I saw Jimmy here a second ago. Jimmy always usually comes in with a green tea from there, so I assume if the supermarket's open, that must be open. But who knows? If it's a company wide thing, then they probably I don't know. All right, two more questions for you, Billy, because I know you got to work soon. Uh, yeah, no problem. Thoughts on Dana White buying an island to have weekly UFC fights? Hey, if you can afford it, my man, do it. You know, people people are desperate for entertainment, and if you're willing to put up money to buy a private island, as long as everybody's healthy and passes the test, I'm fine with it. You know, it's, it's just scary because, like, as much as we want sports back, all it takes is for one athlete to test positive, and then it's shut down again. You know, I'm beyond the fact that fans aren't going to be allowed in these things for who even knows how long. But the fact that we, you know, you want to ice, it just, it's tough because as soon as somebody gets, you know, as soon as somebody tests positive, we're right back where we are now. But if you can afford a private island and everybody's clean and ready to fight, go nuts, dude. People are going to watch it. People are going to eat it up. Dana White can just afford an island. That's, that's just funny to me. Yeah, must be nice. Um, And Wilder Fury, the trilogy, part three. Um, I thought Wilder should have lost the first one. I thought Fury won the first one. I thought yep. I definitely knew Fury would win the second. When it comes to a yep. third, I don't know, Billy. I kind of feel like Wilder's not getting the love on the third one. Well, he's not uh, gonna. He's not gonna get the love on the third one because a lot of people lost the first one, and he clearly lost the second one. So you see somebody who loses twice, you're like, what the hell's the point of this? But you know, he had the, he had it in his contract to do the rematch, and you got to take advantage. If you have that ability to get a rematch, take advantage of it. Even if even if people don't think you have a chance, you might as well, you know, if you're given the opportunity to get your title back, go for it. I don't know how he'll do. You know, he has to change up. He has to change things up big time. Change things up big time because he was a he was a one punch one punch guy, and Fury was able to avoid that one punch, and that exposed a lot of things. So maybe Wild is back to the drawing board, and maybe coming up with more of a trying to become more of a boxer instead of a slugger because that's what it's going to take to be Fury because Fury's to see Fury defend his size is amazing. Absolutely amazing for the, his build to fight the way he fights. It's, it's fun to watch real fun to watch because he's, he looks awkward. He looks, he doesn't look like your typical boxer. You know, he has, he has a tiny torso and then big long arms and big long legs. So right off the bat, he doesn't look like your prototypical boxer, but you watch him fight and he can move and he can punch and he can, avoid getting punched and it's fun to watch and wild is really going to do something to uh to get fury to beat him uh did you i don't know if you saw this but wilder wore that heavy like triple h thing to the ring and triple h made a comment recently on wrestlemania 30 oh, saw, was, yeah. yeah when i got to the yeah, ring my legs were already tired um amazing it's amazing when people from uh sports entertainment can take shots at real athletes well not real athletes that sounds bad but final question yeah, yeah. billy this okay. from a listener Top three mob movies. Uh, Goodfellas. D uh, Donnie Brasco. And uh, number three, huh? The second Godfather. So Goodfellas, Donnie Brasco, Godfather 2. Yeah, I, 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 I actually really love Casino. Um, I don't know if that's... Oh, Casino's good. It's long. It's long. Casino's good, but it's... It's it's very long. It's very long, and a lot of people just say it's just a kind of a 
could rip off of Goodfellas, but it's the same director, so you really can't say that. Yeah. But it's the thing that bothered me the most about Casino was the narration. Like Joe Pesci's narration in that movie drove me nuts. Like it's it's one of those movies I, I talk about it with Hottie all the time. You know Hottie. Hottie's a yeah. movie guy. And it's it's one of those movies where I'm like, man, if the narration wasn't in there, this would be so much better. Like with the movie Rounders. You've seen Rounders, Matt yeah. Damon and Ed Norton. Matt Damon's doing all this talk about poker playing. It's like we don't know any of these people. You know what I mean? Poker wasn't the thing it was until after that movie. You know what I mean? If you had if you had made that movie after the Chris Moneymaker thing happened and like poker blew up across the world, it would make a little more sense. But you had to be a really invested in the game of poker to understand the stuff that Matt Damon was talking about. And maybe that's just ignorant on my part that I wasn't. But I'm sitting there I'm like, oh my God, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what that means. Like <laughs> try once upon a time. Didn't like it. Is that the Tarantino one? Right? Yeah, once upon a time in America. Yeah. So I like I through that thing. I like a Bronx Tale. I know. I know. Bronx like, good. you know, it, it is what it is. But then, you know, the 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 lesson about getting into a car. Yeah, it's a great story. Opening the door. If she don't open it for you, she's out. That's a life lesson right that. there. Is that does that does that still apply today with power locks? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if you if you opened a door and like she sat there and decided to click the button, to, does it work that way? Or is I mean, you can't even do, use that test anymore. Outdated well, test. I don't know. Is the but test yeah, no, now that was like, a good movie. Told a good story. Is the test now like you know when you cook, you make both plates? Like what? What's the you know like what's the right, what's yeah, the right. test? What's the test nowadays? You know. Right, right. Is she the time to mix everything together, or does she try to separate everything on her plate so nothing touches each other? Is she yeah. that tight? Exactly. All right, Billy. <laughs> uh, so you guys, Felger Mass today at two o'clock Eastern time. Yep. Um, appreciate yes, you joining me. What do you guys got going on in the show today? Uh, we're still, you know, trying to get through this whole time. We're, we're going to be discussing um, how, you know, how we can get sports back. You know, everybody's talking. Everybody's got these hopeful, you know, wishes of having it back in July and playing these games in these random areas. And all we really can do is take these stories and just, you know, try to figure out what can be done. You know, we don't have the answers. Nobody has the answers. So. We can only get the information we have and just give our thoughts on it. Like we all want sports to come back, but at what cost, you know? Exactly. Oh, and the big board, the Felgram has big board. Today. Oh, yeah, the throwing. What do you guys got? Do you know what category you have today? Well, well, they did it yesterday, and yesterday it was Felger at his house, and I he he did offensive gods, and then I believe Maz today is aiming at centers from his house. Ooh. So because we have so much time, like they used to lump, they used to just lump linemen together. It was just O line and that's it. But because we have so much time and there's nothing going on, we're allowed to go in. The guys are going into each position, you know. So, so it's a little more detailed big board this year than it's usually been. But uh, it's it's a it, it it's it's tough now because it was so much fun having the guys in the studio doing whatever they could. Like um, last year, Murray brought in a wrist rocket. Like Murray was shooting the. <laughs> Shooting the highlight with a wrist rocket, so you would it would hit the board and it would just leave a splatter mark. It was like a scene from Dexter. It was like stuff all over the place that we had to put we had to put tops down, make sure all the equipment was covered and stuff like that. It's it's a little different this year, but because of the whole quarantine situation, those guys are making the best of it, so it should be pretty good. The best was when Felger got behind the board and you just whipped that thing right at him. 
Oh, and see, the worst part was is like they used to be like Billy, come in and throw one, and then Maz would bust my balls because I missed the board or whatever. I'm like, dude, this is a football with a shoppy jammed into it. I go, give me, I go, if you give me a real sports ball of any type, I will hit whatever target you need to be hit. But you can't mock me for throwing a small sponge football with a shoppy jammed in it. The one thing I will say though is the the no. the activity and the process of it all. The percentage is very high of what they yeah. do. Like the actual, like, you know, the activity of it all. Yeah. The point is to throw darts at a board and then whatever they land on, that's who they pick at that position. And when it comes down to it, they probably picked one, what, every other year or, or maybe one every year. Yeah, no, it might even be better. It might even be better than every other year. You know what I mean? They, 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 the, the accuracy of this thing is pretty bowed down to the big board, as they say, because they might have been just. One two years they didn't even get at least one person, you know. Yep. All right. Well, he is uh, Billy Lanny. Check him out. He'll be uh, working on ninety eight five The Sports up today. Uh, I appreciate you joining me on a live podcast. Uh, you know, Tom Morgan. He'll probably let us know what the highest or the lowest number was. Yeah. Um, right now, I'll let him. As soon as I leave here, I'll go check in on him. He'll give you the update. And again, people can watch this later on. I just prefer to do a live podcast so people can yeah. chat with us. So I appreciate everyone who chatted. And Billy, thank you very much. First guest. On, uh, I'm just sitting here with Joe Murray, and uh, we will catch up with you soon and see you on television today from 2 to 6. Joe, thanks for having me, but I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate your time here. Yeah, Absolutely. Thanks. All right, Billy, uh, fun time with him today. Uh, I wanted to, That's what I wanted to do on this podcast going forward here is, um, you know, just bringing some guys we work with over at the station, uh, kind of get to know them a little bit more. Um, again, you a lot of us can talk sports. We can all talk sports. I can talk sports all day if you really want me to. Um, that was the one thing I would say when I got hired at the sports up. Uh, I was an athlete. I played three sports, football, basketball, baseball. And I was, you know, really into it. I mean, I when it came down to plays and designing plays and things like that, like that was my game. Um, you know, I really loved the game of basketball, learned it, played every day. Um, literally played football year round when I was in high school, went to camps, you name it. And when I wasn't playing football, I was playing basketball to stay in shape. And I was playing baseball as well, literally like for my whole entire life, like as a kid, all the way up. So sports was always in me. Um, you know, I was working in the automotive business. I was listening to sports radio and I'm like, shit, I can do this. Like these guys get paid for it. Oh, and they're fat. Oh, this is great. Like I can do this. And, and you know, some of my biggest influences like Glenn Orway, uh, Mike Adams, like I've met Mike a couple of times and, you know, I, I, Mike was in the automotive business as well. My well, one day I went into a Ford dealer and I see Mike Adams there. I'm like, holy shit, what's up, man? That was a huge influence to me. And I was like, wow, so he does the radio and works this. And, you know, I did that for years. Um, you know, I work a full-time job and then do whatever I could on the weekends or nights uh, doing sports radio. But when I first got to the sports hub, I'll tell you this, we had this text line, right? The text line is worse than what you see on bathroom walls, like legitimately worse than what you see. And like, it was just, hate. Who, who is this guy? What does he know? Blah, blah, blah. Terrible Boston accent. He laughs too much, like whatever. And, you know, I thought I knew my shit. Like, that's what I came in here for. Like, I was talking three, four defenses and, you know, get into the next level and, you know, certain situations when it came to baseball and out of bounds plays. And like, it's like, you know what? After a while, I found out nobody gave a shit about any of that. It's like, what can you be to entertaining? Um, and I don't know. I, I started like doing some like appearances 
on other shows. Like I started working with Felger Maz every once in a while. I'd work with Zone Beetle. I knew Beetle for years, way before the Sports Hub. Um, you know, I knew Adam Jones before ninety eight five, and I just realized one day, like if I'm gonna be here, I gotta be different, man. Like I gotta show my personality, and that was the one thing I learned. Like my first maybe six, eight months at the Sports Hub was like difficult because I was trying to be this guy that hey, I know sports, like I can talk sports, and it just it wasn't about that. It, what it's about is keeping a conversation and being entertaining. And one day I'm like, I'm just going to talk about what I'm doing in my life and come to find out. Like, I felt like the everyday man, the shit that I was talking about on the radio, people were like, yeah, Joe, like calling in, talking to me. And that was my approach. It's like, all right, I'm going to give you a lead off thought on a sports topic. Here's what I think. Here's the phone number. Let's start the show. And then whatever was going on in the televisions in front of me or what happened on my day was or whatever. That's what I started talking about. And, you know, that's what I like. I try to tell these young kids who are like, yeah, you know, they write me letters like, hey, Mr. Murray, like, dude, don't go. I'm Joe. Like, I'm just like you, man. I'm lucky enough to be on the radio. But that was like the one thing I learned quickly. And that's what I love about Billy. What you see with Billy, like, like that's what you get, man. Like, when we hang out, that's how he is. Um, so I wanted him to be one of the first guests on the show. Tomorrow, uh, we'll have Dan Lifshatz, my uh, partner from the Over Under 985 podcast. Uh, we're still on. We're going to be on Saturday mornings at 7 on 98.5 The Sports Hub, and we'll do a weekly appearance with Toucher and Rich at 7 a.m. Uh, thanks to DraftKings, who uh, kept us going there um, at The Sports Hub here. And during my downtime, I'm going to be doing this podcast weekly, so we'll have Dan on tomorrow. Just wanted to wrap up uh, a couple of other things um, you know, that were on my mind this week. Sports, right? This Tom Brady thing from yesterday, he uh, wrote to the, in the Players' Tribune, and, you know, Tom, he wrote, I'm ready to embrace fully a team that is confident in what I do. So what, for 20 years, the Patriots weren't confident in what you did, Tom Brady? Like, what, 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 why did you even need to write this Players' Tribune article? You know, he like, he penned this thing for the Players' Tribune. I know that maybe it's like a Jeter thing. Quote, life is always changing. And in whatever decision you make or direction you choose, there's an opportunity. Choosing to leave New England and the only team I've known for 20 years to join a new football team is a great opportunity, a great change, a great challenge. Um, he went on to make it clear that his challenge is indeed about proving something, but not to Bill Belichick or the Patriots or even his new team. He goes, at this point in my career, the only person I have to prove anything to is myself. Physically, I'm as capable of doing my job as I've ever been. Now I want to see what more I can do. I want to see how I can be great. But he did write some other things that I, you know, he said he's still excited. He's motivated. He wants to deliver for his new team, his coaches, teammates. I just want to let anyone down. I'm going to live everything through what I got. Um, one thing that he wrote regarding Tampa Bay and in, in New England, and, you know, he goes, they welcomed me as one of their own. They want to listen to what I have to say. I'm excited to embrace fully what I can bring to the Bucks. In turn, I'm ready to embrace fully a team that is confident in what I do, what I bring, and is willing to go on this ride with me. So does that mean Tom Brady and the Patriots didn't want to do that with him? Thought that was kind of interesting. What does Tom Brady have to write to the Players' Tribune? How about a, a thank you note? Right? Did he? Has he done that yet? I don't even know if he... I know he penned a, you know, hey, goodbye, I'm a Patriot for life, like whatever. 
I, I don't. We don't need the players' tribune. And now I'm starting to think this whole Tampa Bay thing is like a a Derek Jeter. Let's go to Tampa Bay. Like they, you know, community, whatever. Like maybe make a TB12 out there. From what I hear, a lot of athletes like to spend their time, their, their, their off seasons in that area. Just not sure why he had to pen that. Um, not sure why he had to pen that. And you know, a couple of my other notes that I have here. Regarding sports, because I don't want to do a lot of sports talk on this podcast, but uh, the draft is in two weeks. We're going to have a full week of NFL draft talk beginning the 20th, um, because the draft is on the 23rd um, that week. So I've already reached out to Ted Johnson. He's going to come on that week. I'm going to try to reach out to another uh, football guys and writers um, just about, you know, who the Patriots may draft and some other guys to consider. So we're going to do that in two weeks. Um and well, you know, the draft's going to be virtual this year. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the draft is uh, this year. And, you know, when it comes to injuries and not working guys out, that's going to be interesting. Major League Baseball is trying to start their season. And a report came out yesterday that they want to start something by May. And there was this idea about doing it uh, in Arizona. And, um, uh, you know, they're, they're trying multiple locations. Major League Baseball wants to get this thing started, meaning a spring training in May. I hope for it. Like, I think we all deserve a target date to try to make something happen. Um, new stories came out today saying that it might not just be in Arizona. It could be another venue. So we'll keep our eyes on that. What I thought was cool about the NHL, they're making a plan as well to start the playoffs. And one of the plans is playing in Manchester, New Hampshire. Live free or die. Right? Come to New Hampshire. Would love that. I, I, I drive up to me. I stay in Manch Vegas for the weekend if I could. Uh, also, the NBA said no decisions until May. So they have a target date. But baseball, NHL, NBA, they are trying to make this happen in the NFL nonstop. They're going forward with the NBA draft. That's it on sports for me today. What I give you? Four minutes. Four minutes of sports talk. So I want to wrap up the show with the... Uh, my favorite television show at the moment, Better Call Saul. Uh, the best episode of the season. And, you know, what happened in this one, if you haven't seen it yet, let me just put a scenario for you. Okay, you're a lawyer. You're a guy's lawyer. He can get out of jail. His bail is $7 million. So who would get $7 million, meet them on their own, or, or plan to go get $7 million, then tell your wife? Wait, you think you're not going to be followed? Do you think you weren't going to be followed? Oh, we're just going to pick up $7 million in a de- in a Mexican desert near a well. Well, that's what happened. And you, you don't think you're going to be followed? You don't think, I don't know, there'll be guns involved? Well, to wrap it up, it's spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it yet. Tell your wife that you're dealing with you're dealing with the crux, man. You're in. You're in now. You told your wife. You're going to get $7 million for one of the biggest mob bosses going, cartel bosses. And you got followed. And then there was a big gunfight. And you're saved by Mike. And when it came down to it, you had no water and you had to drink your own piss. While getting terrible, bad memories of your brother. I will tell you right now, I think this show is better than Breaking Bad. Um, that's, that's my opinion. I'm sure some other people can, uh, you know, d- disagree with that one. 
Um, but you know, the, this the Lulo character, Lalo, excuse me. I think he's going to stand out as one of the best characters in either Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Like one of the best. She was married. We already knew it from watching Breaking Bad, but right before our eyes, dude's becoming a criminal, and I think he's going to put his wife uh, totally in jeopardy here. But Lalo, great great villain an absolute great villain uh for for this series um a couple of people out there joe what's up what's up bud sexy i uh, appreciate you guys chatting in uh here throughout the show we did an hour a little bit more than i wanted to Uh, as I'm fading out a little bit here, but uh, this show will be live. I'm going to try to do it around lunchtime uh, every single day here. And, um, you know, we're going to have guests on tomorrow. So I already got guests lined up for the rest of this week and next week as well. And then we'll have the NFL draft coming up in two weeks. We'll be live here on Twitter and Periscope. Thanks for everybody for chatting in. Thanks to Billy Lanny from 98.5 The Sports Hub as well. Appreciate everyone's support. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. And I'm just sitting here with Joe Murray.